This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome, ghouls and fiends. Today we've discovered a mystic artifact only discussed in rumor. The script for Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. So get in the car because Jeffrey Jones has something horrible in his possession and it's time for Frightful Failures! Welcome to another episode of Frightful Failures. I am your ghost host with the most, Zach Romero. Joining me, as always, is your ghost host with the most, Tien Guignol. And as our trio member here on this very special, very clearly themed episode, your ghost host with the most, Dakota. And uh, before, boys, before we get into this big project, this huge undertaking that has come into our collective laps here. The people want to know, you two delinquents went to Universal on Halloween and explored the Beetlejuice Haunted House, which was open for 48 hours only. Give us a quick run through. How was that experience? Dakota, I want to hear from you first. Um, it was a haunted house. Succinct. Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that, did it say that on the side of the building? Like while you were in line? <laughs> no, yeah, it does say that. <laughs> it does. It says Beetlejuice on the side of the building. Actually, it doesn't anymore. Beetlejuice then, haunted house. And then, yeah, parentheses underneath it, a haunted house. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, it was exactly what I expected. In some places it was more. In some places it was maybe a little bit less than what I wanted. It was also working under COVID standards and COVID procedures. Um, honestly, what stands out more to me than the haunted house is the, like, the masses of hordes of just sad goth people sitting outside of it, waiting to get in, hopeful. It was really, really depressing. Like, honestly, the vast majority of the theme park that day was your average... Uh, Universal Day, mostly families, tourists, etc. But then when you went over next to uh, Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster and the Barney Theater where the entrance to Beetlejuice was, it turned into just like the loneliest underbridge goth gathering you could possibly imagine of just people sitting there staring at their phones, just wishing, hoping praying to the beetle man himself that they would open up this virtual queue again for them to get a spot meanwhile we did it three times there were no goth people wow. raving that day but us <laughs> wow and you did it three times wow yeah. listen people were selling their return times <laughs> dead ass what? there were people who were sell. i heard like one was go- they were going for like 150 people were like yeah i'll give you my return time it's just a qr code that's insane. I wish we I had. I saw someone offering sexual favors outside of the Bill and Ted Theater for uh, for a return time to Beetlejuice. Uh, I'm not sure well, that's I mean... the only sexual thing that's ever happened there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the reason <laughs> so... <laughs> why we bring up Beetlejuice here is not just because he should be in every haunted house and haunted attraction and movie, but uh, we've uncovered something very special here. Uh the long-rumored, who-knows-what draft of the unproduced Beetlejuice film sequel, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Now, I say we've uncovered it, and what I mean is, T 
Tien Guignol is a piece of shit, and he has somehow grabbed this and is forcing Dakota and I to live through this. You got it the other way around. What I mean is, when I say we unearthed it, I mean Dakota's a piece of shit, and he's forcing this on Tien and myself to live through it. I said I'm not coming back on your fucking show unless we do this. <laughs> Dakota is a shrewd right negotiator so. as always. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I have yeah. zero clue other than the fact that I remember the name in some long you know, dusty part of my brain of Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, but I have zero context for what the fuck this is, why it was thought of, why it didn't come to fruition, and why we got a musical instead. So do either of you handsome gents have any kind of information for me, and hopefully the audience at large? Uh, yeah, I can I can kind of fill you in on that. So this is, uh, we're looking at the Jonathan Gems screenplay. This is Based on what I can tell and the information that I've been able to gather, probably the first or second draft, you can definitely tell it's an early draft, it's riddled with like typos and things. Um, Jonathan Gems uh, would go on to write Mars Attacks after this. Um, but uh, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, the title itself is probably better than the screenplay. <laughs> okay, um, okay, alright. <laughs> uh, so I, I, this essentially, I mean... I guess it's a long, like, it's a, it's a storied history of this movie that still has never been made. Um, this screenplay, uh, to my knowledge, is completely scrapped, completely dead. Um, at some point, this was going to go right after Batman. Uh, this would have been Burton's next film. And then Batman, you know, made Buku Bucks. And Warner Brothers was like, nah, 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 nah. Let's get Batman Returns off the table. And then, as we know, McDonald's ruined everything and hated Batman Returns and made Tim Burton's life a living hell and after Batman Returns he was like I'm not making a fucking sequel ever again fuck sequels and so this mm. just kind of floated around in like screenplay hell did you hell. just say McDonald's hated Batman Returns. Batman Returns yeah yeah so McDonald's wanted Batman Returns well they had a they had a licensing deal for Happy Meal toys with Batman Returns and then they saw the fucking movie and were like Catwoman is licking herself. The penguin has lube. Oh my god, black blood. What the f- how do we make happy meal toys out of this movie? And that's how we got Joel Schumacher. Hmm. I wish Fair that enough. like that sounds like a punchline and that's like actually what happened. <laughs> and <laughs> Tim Burton really just was so turned off to like the idea of doing a sequel ever again, like a big Hollywood tentpole. He was like na 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 na, which is fu- I mean, you know, we see what he's become. Uh, so I guess this went on. It got a he, rewrite. He had to hold out for the epic sequel to Alice in Wonderland. I know. Well, he didn't do that sequel. Oh, well, fair enough. Even that. Even that could not rein him back in nope. to Hollywood. I know. Well, I mean, Hollywood obviously pulled him back, but uh, he couldn't do a sequel, I guess. But uh, I guess this went on to get a rewrite in the 2000s by Kevin Smith. Uh, to my understanding, that was the last time anyone did a rewrite with the Hawaiian concept. And then back in 2011, Seth Graham Smith did a completely new script. And that's what Winona Ryder was talking about back in like 2015 and back in like 2017 when Michael Keaton was said he was going to do it and they were coming back. And I didn't know this. As of April 8th last year, Warner Brothers officially shelved Beetlejuice 2. It's not happening. So here we are with this piece of shit screenplay. I don't know about you guys. I mean, but when I'm around normies, um, uh, some of them will still approach me and be like, you heard that uh, you heard Beetlejuice is getting a sequel, and 
I mean, this happened as recently as last week to me, and I I, I, I try to just... I don't want to seem like a freak, and so I just... Uh, my response is usually like, Oh, really? Like, interesting. I'm fond of the original. And not like, um, Well, actually, um, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian was shelved in the 90s, and, uh, you know, a, a rumored sequel ha has only been a, a sort of fanboy wet dream, and I, I think that there's no way... I, I don't quite go into that. I usually just let them have that. But, but, but regular people do still believe... Uh, via rumor that, you know, things like Hocus Pocus and the Beetlejuice are getting a sequel as soon as next year, so. Uh, I don't, I can't speak on Hocus Pocus, but yeah, uh, to my knowledge, uh, and according to the various news sources I was looking at while I was re doing some research for this, uh, yeah, it's cancelled. Which is, uh, sad, but also, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you're about to see, yes, that, uh, yeah. so I guess let me fill in, and I appreciate that history lesson there, Dakota, but let me fill in kind of what is about to happen here. So um, uh, we've got our little mitts on the script, and we're not going to be reading the whole thing to you. We're not going to be doing a full uh, feature-length presentation of this entire script, but we've selected some scenes, uh, some of the juicier bits, um, more readable, consumable, listenable bits of this screenplay to read for you here in a masterpiece theater style performance, I would say. A true piece of theater that you can just gather the whole family around the radio and, and crank it up because it, it is going to get a little weird and wacky. This is a very strange script that you're about to hear, um, the bits and pieces that you're about to hear, and... The roles that are going to be played here, I tried to keep them uh, as continuous as possible. So uh, this evening, the role of Beetlegeist will be played by Zach. Um, you better, Zach will also you be better playing... knock my Beetlejuice out of the water, Zachary. Oh boy. Yes. Uh, Zach will, will also be playing Charles Dietz. Uh, this evening, Dakota will be playing the role of Lydia Dietz, Delia Dietz, and every other woman in the movie, because we're apparently an early 2000s sketch comedy show, and that's how we use our gay cast member. Um, I'll but, be playing, but you're going to be Otho, right? I'll be playing Kimo, Otho, and a couple others. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be reading the stage directions. Um, I'm offended. Uh, the problem is, buddy, that Otho, the only scenes Otho is in, he's talking to Delia in every scene. That's Here's the main the other issue. problem is that he's utilized horribly. Yes, I agree. He's and literally the actor like is dead. The, he Yes. Oh god. <laughs> he reminded me of that. They basically use him like three stooges curly in this movie. Anyways, we're we're not going to get too deep into it here. I think that things are going to start to speak for themselves, but as you all know, we here at Frightful Failures, we are Frightful Fixers, and we are going to be fixing Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian live for you here today uh, throughout the reading and once we finally finish it uh, by 11pm. Oh, um, Dakota... Like he said, he, he was not able to bury any of this show under artifice or showmanship in any way. He had to just come out. No, I found it. I found the script. So, yes, he found the script. Um, he read the whole thing. He sent it to me. I read the whole thing. I thought about sending it to Zach. 
did not. Did not send it to Zach. Thought it would be funnier to go about this whole reading, especially with Zach playing the eponymous character of the film, the character who goes Hawaiian, um, if he had not read this. So Zach is going in completely blind, blind Beetlejuice. He's Bird Box in this thing, Bird Box Beetlejuice. And uh, I, I think we'll be excited to hear how Zach reacts to some of these scenes because it only gets weirder, for sure. So, um, without further ado, I, I think that we've stalled enough. I think it's time to start this reading of Beetlejuice Coast Hawaiian. What do you say, gents? Uh, yeah, let's, let's stumble I've through this. I've got demons running all through me. Oh, baby. <laughs> Free demon possession with every exorcism. Oh, question, actually. <sighs> um, <laughs> as we're fixing this, are we fixing this as if... It is still 1993 when this was intended to come out. Or are we fixing this as if it was a movie for like 2021? Hey, you know, uh, dealer's choice uh, sometimes fixes. I, cause I operate... would rather fix it for 2021 because fuck Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Well, well I was going to say that is that is a little uncomfortable. Like, yes, yes, the actor who played Otho is dead and Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones is, is a pedophile. Really a, yeah, not really a thing anymore. So yes. yikes. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're uh, we're fixing this as if so we're going to imagine that uh, Lydia is in, you know, is Winona Ryder's current age and Catherine O'Hara in this future version of our fix is 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 given a good script. Let's go. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Let, let's not cornhole ourselves. But here we go. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Interior, Beetlejuice's room, dawn. The small bedroom is a mess. Beetlejuice gets up. He's in pajamas. There's a woman in the bed. Her face can't be seen. Bleary, Beetlejuice pads through into the kitchen. He crosses to the stove, shakes the kettles to see if there's enough water, lights the stove, glances at the two watches on his wrists. He opens the window over the sink. A rush of flame! He quickly shuts the window. He takes a toothbrush from a tumbler by the sink, brushes his teeth for a microsecond, slaps water on his face, then dries his hands under his armpits. A cockroach goes by. He picks it up, pops it into his mouth, picks up a jar of instant coffee, and looks into it. It's empty. The woman is standing in the doorway. Her body, in a dirty cotton slip, is beautiful. But her face and arms are disfigured with blisters. This is Rita, burn victim. You want some breakfast? Ah, I'm late. He puts down his coffee takes a janitor's coat from a nail in the door and puts it on over his pajamas. He picks up a bucket and mop and opens the door. Rita hurries over and gives him a kiss on the cheek. The ring finger on her left hand is missing. Ooh. There's a do- <laughs> that was the only thing in the whole script that made me go, ooh. That's a, that's a reference! <laughs> that's a reference! It's the only one. Oh. <laughs> There's a new club opening tonight, and... Uh, Give me a break. You think I want to be seen out with you? Jesus! He leaves. So, uh, then we cut to a a little bit of a a scene of him walking through the netherworld, going to his job, being a general dick to people. Um, We cut back to interior, kitchen. Rita is sitting at the kitchen table, weeping. There's a knock. Who is it? Kahuna. Hold on. She picks up a paper bag with eye holes cut into it and puts it over her head. Then she opens the door. Uh, can I just uh, pause for a moment to say, it, what what a champ Beetlejuice is. This is a man who eats his own farts and has dick worms, and he was able to neg this woman so hard <laughs> that she has to put a paper bag over her head to open the door. 
And yeah, she's that's... in a place where there are literal dead people. Yeah, I, yeah. This is a very <laughs> There's strange choice. There's a guy with, in the first movie with a chicken bone in his throat. Yeah, this is very very odd choices here. Okay, so all right, back to it. Um, outside are five ancient Hawaiian holy men in full regalia. Their chief, Ahi, is a tall, thin, elderly Hawaiian with a noble air. Noticeable are Kulau, who has leprosy, and Kwanu, a fat kahuna. Greetings. We are the kahuna of Kanuka. This got racist really fast. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, (laughs) here's the thing. Racism aside, I love this intro because it's literally a knock on the door that says... Greetings. We are the inciting incident of the movie. Hello. Like, there's no... (laughs) Objectively, this scene actually can move, like, 15 pages. Yeah. And would work better. Mm, Yeah. Like, I I have it noted. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Um, uh, Anyways. All right. So we're back to it. Interior. Vast afterlife supermarket. Beetlejuice takes an old photograph out of his inside pocket and looks finely at it. Then he hears a noise. Halfway up the aisle in the cat food section, something moves. Beetlejuice returns the photograph to his pocket and, holding his mop like a weapon, approaches a carton labeled Gone Cat, which shows the silhouette of a dead cat, its four legs in the air. The carton shivers. Beetlejuice raises the mop handle. The carton falls, revealing a human head attached to a slug body. Its mouth is full of cardboard and dry cat food. It looks up at Beetlejuice, chewing. Scram! He hits it with the mop handle. The slug head slithers away. Beetlejuice tidies the shelf. Huh. These things had hands. They'd be worse than kids. He pulls out the old photograph and is about to look at it when... Greetings! Beetlejuice jumps. The ancient Hawaiians are standing behind him. Are ye Beetlejuice, the bio-exorcist? Uh, who wants to know? We. Once again, the audience already knows, but we are the kahuna of Kanuka. So, this is the cat food section. (laughs) 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 You know, I'm more more interested than than reading my dialogue. Yeah. Can we just keep that audio of TN's laugh and just have that as our new canned laughter, just in case? <laughs> I'm more interested in the spinoff, uh, Gone Cat, and the scene specifically where the cat shoves a broken bottle up its pussy and then, like, slits <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris's throat. Yeah, that's true. But it's cat Neil Patrick Harris, as in the 2020 or 2019 cats? So like oh, that's yeah, what he looks yeah. like while he's yeah like, gone cat the whole movie it's still it's still um Ro- Rosamund Pike it's still <laughs> Ben Ben Affleck yeah but it's done they're done in the cat's style and the buttholes are included obviously yeah okay hey so to... I I I do need some explanation on why what is this supposed to be a punchline like what it, the that this is the cat food section yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know this if is, they would like. I'm Zach. I don't want to spoil too much for you, but this is not a funny screenplay. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed. I think precisely zero times. Uh, again, I know is... I laughed one time, and it is actually funny. Spoiler <laughs> alert for those of you who are really tucked in, have a good old knee slap in time to this script. I, I promise you, there will be none to have, neither from the script nor from us. Um, no, so... we're not funny. 
Yeah, no, definitely not. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they would pause for laughter after that line in the movie, or like I don't know if like Kulau would look at the camera after that after Beetlejuice he says that. I don't know. I'm gonna say Kulau's dialogue, but I'm not gonna attempt a Hawaiian accent because I'm not trying to get canceled. Okay, that's fine. Good. We need okay. your help. <laughs> the holy island has been violated, sir. They, they have builded in the sacred ground or the bones of kings. Uh, that's too bad. We can pay. In what? Shells? I'm very racist. <laughs> <laughs> and potions. <laughs> racist response. <laughs> uh, potions slash ukuleles. Um, oh my god. Sorry, fellas. No dice. I lost my license. <gasps> lost your license. The ancient Hawaiians look at each other, crushed. Beetlejuice mops the floor. Hawaiians! Jeez! They shuffle off, grumbling. Beetlejuice looks round to check they've gone. Then he pulls out the photograph and gazes at it. Close on, photograph. It is Lydia Dietz. One of you gasp or something. <gasps> Yeah, see, weren't well, you, uh, see, Zach, Zach, you're supposed to have the genuine audience reaction here. It's Lydia Dietz oh, in the photograph. I'm sorry, my I was rolling my eyes really hard, but it Can just didn't get picked up on the mic. you do the genuine audience reaction, which is, oh, no shit. <laughs> I, did, I was the genuine audience reaction. Bored silence. <laughs> Bored silence. Irritated here's, with yeah, the Yeah, here's the genuine audience bizarre. reaction. Hey, is it too late to go get a refund on this? No, I think they... Do you want any popcorn? I love the decision to take the character from the first movie who has 15 minutes of screen time and say, we're gonna open with him. Yeah. I, I, where, I mean, you, it's, it's, you, you took the, 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 the Broadway approach to it, where it's like, well, he's, it, it's his name. He's the main They can't character. get enough of him. They he's he's definitely the best character he's, in it. He's the uh, minions of horror. Like we have to put him in the in the spotlight. To be fair, I don't think Beetlejuice shows up again for like forty pages. <laughs> yeah, we got to establish the other characters now. Um, which, speaking of which, at this point, we are now cutting back to exterior main entrance of hotel day. Um, oh, let, let's give a little bit more context as to what has happened prior to this. So, um, we've taken a helicopter ride onto the island. God, what do they call the island? It's, uh... Kanuka? Kanuka. Okay, so Kanuka is the... Tanuka. Tanuki. Kanuki? Bukaki. Bukaki, yeah. Um, so Bukaki is the island in which, uh, Charles Dietz has decided to build the Dietz Hotel. Um, so we get introduced to the Dietz family. They're flying into the island, um, giving a little history about it. And uh, we're discovering a, a group of beatniks, uh, Hawaiian locals, but they're referred to in the script as beatniks. Um, so it's who, the 60s now. <laughs> yes. Who are very against the building of this hotel, desecrating the native land and all of the wildlife and all of that. Um, so what we're going to cut to now is a scene in which there is a protest happening outside the hotel, which is, I think, uh, two weeks until its grand opening at this point. So um, exterior, main entrance of hotel, day. 
The beatniks demonstrate outside the main entrance of the hotel, placing, or excuse me, carrying placards saying, Go home and save Bukaki! Facing them on the hotel steps are Buhuga, the... Uh, isn't Bahuga the noise you make when you're a cartoon and you see big titties? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what they call him. Um, the Hawaiian security chief and three security guards. All right, can we do this all oh, together my. on one try? Here we go. Oh, my Christ. Uh, so we're going to try. Okay. Here we go. You going to count hey. us down here? Well, oh, okay. Um, hey. Well, there's no, they're oh. not going to do a countdown in the movie. We're trying to make this as close to the movie as possible. They're not okay. going to keep in yeah, the take right, of them right, going, you're right. you guys ready? one? should be discorded and unorganized. All right, here we go. Yeah, right. here we go. All right, so give, uh, us, give, us, give us the, the, the end of the, the stage direction again. Okay, here we go. go right um, uh, Bahuga. Bahuga! The Hawaiian security chief and three security guards. Hey, hey! Hey, oh, 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 the, the diesel, diesel hotel has got, got to go. go. Has hey, got to oh, go. Oh, the diesel hotel has Perfect. got to go. Dakota, were you saying something totally different? We're doing a couple rounds of it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's typically when you hear that chant, that they don't just do it once and then stop. Well, yeah, they no, got the they idea. do it once. Look at the script. You can see it at once. All time. right, fine. In the script, they go. They do it once. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, oh, hustlers, go home. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Go I'm back be- to New <laughs> Go back to New York. I fucked that part up. That's actually chemo. Um, Not the cancer treatment, but the chemo. He's like the, the, we'll we'll get to it. He's the the love interest of Lydia. Go back to New York. No death culture here. Charles, Delia, and Lydia have appeared around the side of the building. They're heading for the Jeep. What's going on? Uh, It's nothing. Charles steps forward and raises his hand. This is an eco-friendly resort. My ass. We're on your side. Lydia notices notices the tussle-haired chemo. She is urgently attracted. He returns her glance, curious, then confronts Charles. I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to play this guy. I just fucked up. Anyways. um, The blue turtle, the oo bird, the kalua, they're extinct on the other islands. This is the only island left. I don't have time for this. Get in the car. This is sacred land. Bahuga and the guards push the beatniks away from the car. All we want is a meeting. Lydia and Delia get into the jeep. We're on your side. Don't worry. I think it's really important that we tell the audience that the name of this character is literally edgy. Mm hmm. <laughs> 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 then and why how, don't you meet and with how us? are you going to how are you going to portray that <laughs> make a character choice <laughs> then why right won't now? you meet with us uh hang on say that line again <laughs> then why don't you meet with us I, I re- but i think you're auto correcting in your brain that line read it as it's written in the script then, then why don't you meet with us your brain is auto correcting it then oh yeah, Jesus, you, you're right. Why you don't meet with us? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Dakota like is such right. a genius like that, that the... he literally couldn't grammatically <laughs> misread like the, the sentence. I the, the direction I... <laughs> for this was no, no, make it more racist. Like that would be the direction of that scene. Then why you don't meet with us? I'm busy. It's 14 days to the opening. I've made a character decision now that Charles is going to be really big. And like very Broadway now. I that's don't know good. why. But I just I, I think and he that's always a great has a decision. stash of child porn under his arm. 
Yes. yes. <laughs> That's why he's like, get in the car, please. Right, so Lydia, Lydia looks through... Lydia looks through the car window at Chemo. Charles gets in. You destroy environment. No one cares more about the environment than me. The environment and child porn. He starts the car. Or me. Or me. And the guards. Yeah. That, that's Delia, the by the way. No one knows that who's speaking. That is Delia. Yes. <laughs> Only we know who's talking. Yeah, listen. We uh, yeah, Well, that's why you have to make a character choice, gentlemen. Acting 101. I don't right. know Bahuga. how to sound like Catherine O'Hara. Well, try. Uh, not with that attitude. All right. Bahuga and the guards pull the beatniks away from the car. Here we go again. Go home. Go home. Go home. Oh, we were all on different, man. Oh, hey, boy. we all okay. cut at the same time. That's a start. <laughs> that's a, that's where you gotta that's gotta start somewhere. Uh, the jeep drives away. Lydia looks out the rear window. Um, and we're immediately gonna go into. The so here's the. So, so here's here's okay. a thing. Here's a thing, and I know we gotta keep <laughs> chugging along here. Does anybody feel like Lydia was that thirsty in the first movie? That, okay, like... so I, there's some context that I, I think actually gets revealed around here. But Lydia is supposed to be in college at this point. Yes. And is real horny? Is that what you're telling me? Like, uh, what, She's just older and now she's allowed to be sexualized, I guess. Though, I mean, the first movie. <laughs> I feel like Lydia... I feel like if you had asked Tim Burton while filming Beetlejuice, like, is Lydia going to grow up and be, like, a lesbian ally? And yeah, I feel like the answer would have been yes. She's definitely going to grow up and be some fashion of queer and not just attracted to this big hunka hunka. That's my Jared Leto impression, by the way. Yeah, okay. But um... All right, that just, just seemed weird to me that she's so thirsty. Like, she gets off the plane and then is like sees the first hawaiian guy without a shirt on and is like oh yeah well, like, she's that just been seems... being photographed by jeffrey jones since she was a okay kid. well so interior hula restaurant day <laughs> charles delia otho and lydia are seated at a window table otho teleported here <laughs> A pretty Hawaiian waitress wearing a button saying, happy to serve you, puts four tropical cocktails on the table and leaves. In the background, two workmen are varnishing the paneling. Otho raises a glass. Here's to Lydia's first visit to Kanuka, Bukaki. How was college? Okay. You know, Otho is the architect. He designed all this. Have you had the tour? Not yet. They really went all out on Lydia dialogue here. They really did. They really did. Uh, in the far shadowed corner, the ancient kahuna are sitting at a table playing drafts. Angle on the ancient kahuna. There must be other bioexorcists. That girl can see us. What happened to the Hawaiian accent for I this? I said I'm uh, not doing a Hawaiian No one accent. else. You're the racist one, not us. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> No, I'm dragging you all into this with me. You're I'm all going down doing, with me. Here's the thing. Accent. Here's the thing. As long as the dialogue 
is not written in such a way that it must be read racistly. I'm going to take the high road. Now, if if the line had been written, unga bunga, this, there must this be exorcists, the year I was then I would say born. it like that. I'm, I'm not reading okay. it like that. All right. They turn to look at Lydia. Ahi makes a magic pass. They vanish. Lydia? Lydia? Oh, those talking to you. Sorry, I thought I saw something. It doesn't matter. Don't forget, we're seeing Mr. Maui this afternoon. Ah, uh, yes, the great Mr. Maui. Who's that? The island <laughs> holy man. Delia wants him for the hotel. He could do psychic readings for the guests. Charles nods appreciatively. End of scene. <laughs> With Charles nodding appreciatively. It does. I imagine in this scene they do like a, a Star Wars wipe, probably. Yes, he like goes. A, a, a classy. I, I don't think she, the wipe she, is above Beetlejuice. So right out the gate, well, say, my issues are that Otho and Delia, uh, hot take, are the funniest characters in Beetlejuice. Okay, I could, like, I could go with that. Funnier well, I than mean, Beetlejuice, don't get me personally. wrong. Nobody's funny right now, so it's not like anyone's stealing well, no, the but I mean, limelight uh, I, from them. I would just, I feel like they are constantly shafted with this script. What were you going to say before, Zach? Oh, that I just picture like Delay being like, oh, he could do psychic greetings for the guests. And then Charles just stares, unblinking at the camera, just goes, oh, oh and then we star wiped the next scene. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Okay. Excellent. Like spittle on the sides of his mouth, eyes bulging out, and he's just like, uh-huh, and then we move on. That that vein that vein on the side of his forehead, that Jeffrey Jones forehead vein that probably pops right when he's looking at a okay. good juicy hey, it's okay. no, exterior no, no, no. Don't finish that seashore Don't finish beneath that Cliff Day. Okay, Wait, we're, are we we're jumping part? ahead a little bit here, so okay. uh, we're not reading that part. Uh, so, okay, so we're skipping ahead a little bit here, so what happens next is we cut back to the Beatniks. Um, uh, they're talking and getting to know Lydia and uh, becoming friends with her, and then we cut to a scene in which Otho and Delia reveal that uh, Delia is planning to divorce Charles. As she should. Because of the child porn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't have a joke for that, so we're just going to move on. Exterior, okay, so seashore, this, but this, is, this whole episode is just Jeffrey Jones punching bag. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, okay. But, uh, okay, so anyhow, um, uh, we're, we're cutting ahead a bit, but they're uh, they're getting to know Lydia. Um, uh, Otho and Delia go and visit uh, Mr. Maui, who we they referenced in the scene that we just read there, um, uh, who reveals himself to be someone that is very much not on the side of the Dietzes. He gives them fake mantras that make fun of them, and they realize it. Um, and... I and was really ultimately... hoping you were going to include that part because it is so bad. Oh God! All right, fine. Let's just let's just. All right, fine. We'll read that. Part. No, no, wait. Hang on. No, it's here. okay. Don't worry about it. All right. It... Okay. Fine. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's he gives them like fake funny. mantras that are like. It's really racist. Like Otho's it's, is like yeah. It's <laughs> wake up, is... for me. And yeah. it's like, wake up, obese phony. 
Yeah. This Wake joke doesn't make the 2020 story. cut. Nope, yeah, sure doesn't. Not. Sure doesn't. Um, okay, so... All right, so we're cutting forward a bit now, but uh, it's obvious that Mr. Maui is actually someone who uh, very much associates and is on the side of the beatniks, um, the locals who Lydia is becoming friends with, and also realizing that she is, it's not just carrying over the immense loneliness that she felt from the first movie, but apparently uh, Mr. Maui, who is now introduced to Lydia through the beatniks, who she's now friends with, uh, determines that she has a gift, not just that she can see dead people occasionally, but also, can we talk about how, like, that's not referenced hardly at all here? You would think that if she's really, like, paranormal, that she'd just be seeing, like, dead people everywhere, and, like, that would be, like, a huge part of her daily life, and I it don't... seems like she could just kind of turn it on and off. I don't mind. I mean, but she sees the dead people in the corner of the bar and like, you know, I mean, we're to assume that she grew up in the Maitland house and like she's been around dead people her whole life. So where's Adam and Barbara? <laughs> they're they're stuck there. Oh, that's true. They are stuck in the house, so they can't I mean, leave. She just doesn't mention them at all. She's like, man, they became like my new foster parents. She that, literally that mentions it. Like, right around here. Like, where we're yeah. at. Okay, well, alright, so back to it. So, essentially, Mr. Maui determines... We're, we're, we're skipping over a lot here. A lot of very important plot. Um, is that Mr. Maui uh, determines that she is perhaps more gifted than even she realizes. And he asks her if she's ever called a wave before. Um, so, that's definitely going to come back. And so, anyways, we're cutting back to the main man himself uh, with interior... Afterlife Supermarket. Beetlejuice is sitting on a packing case, looking at his crumpled photograph of Lydia. A small black cloud forms over his head. A mouth develops in the cloud and two eyes. Ugh, death sucks. If only I'd married the bitch, I'd be immortal now. I'd be mortal now? That's his fucking plan? Is like, oh, I'd be like a regular, I don't know early to mid 40 something year old gross guy in the regular mortal world. Like that was the master plan. That's everyone's goal. That's, okay. Uh, that's okay. what they want to do. And the mind cloud says, you blow it. Can I get another, can I get another take on that? On the mind cloud? Shut up. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> I mean, we could just keep doing that scene. We just keep doing that until we get the mind. We... <laughs> I wish, right, I wish the mind cloud was just in this scene. I think what Dakota is saying is that he hates. He, Dakota saying he hates that reading of it. So let's try it one more time. Oh, that's um, what Zach, I Zach, if you could please perform Beetlejuice in the style of the Broadway Beetlejuice, and for the rest oh, of the God. movie, please. That sucks. If only I'd married this bitch, I'd be mortal now. You blow it. Shut up, Adam Driver. There you go. That's the. Does he talk we did the about one, Adam Driver in the Broadway show. Yeah, in the when they did it on the uh, the Tonys, he like fucking made some joke about Adam Driver. Oh, okay. All right, great. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Oh wait, what was that? It sucks. It's a sucky thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What's that? What comes next now? <laughs> Beetlejuice yelled hey, at the. Yo! Oh, uh, uh. 
Beetlejuice turns. Behind him is a skeleton with long hair, wearing a peaked cap, gloves, and shiny black shoes. I don't know why I went with this choice, but I'll stick with it. Get off your ass! You're behind schedule! What's the rush? We never get any customers. Just do it! The skeleton walks away. Beetlejuice... (laughs) What what was that skeleton? (laughs) Pulitzer quality dialogue! (laughs) The skeleton walks away after making meta commentary. Uh, Beetlejuice puts the photograph in his pocket and picks up his mop. Um, Asshole. He glances at the skeleton. And then the character, Beetlejuice, says, Get a life! The skeleton turns threateningly, and Beetlejuice looks busy. I love that, the visual of the pantomime, you know. He whistles, probably, if I were to take You know, a that skeleton, he lived a long life. Uh, he studied Brecht and Stanislavski, and, you know... Now Judy Dench is doing this scene. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I, I get it. I get where that skeleton's coming from. That skeleton is like uh, Jimmy Neutron's boss, you know? He's just like, I don't care. Uh, dude, I don't care if you're the main character. You're being an asshole. Work your Jimmy job. Jimmy Neutron? Yeah, you guys know that. Oh, it's whatever. If you don't get it, you're not going to get it, all right? What? Also, when the skeleton said, just do it, I just pictured that, like, it then turned around and just fucking, like, slam dunked the, the shit out of a basketball, and it just becomes a nightmare. You know what, though? Since this is a Beetlejuice show, a Beetlejuice movie, and uh, the only Beetlejuice content we've had for 30 years has been the Graveyard Review and the musical, the the skeleton has to make it a, you know, some kind of a reference, but it's got to be an outdated reference, so True. it goes, like, full Shia LaBeouf. Oh, nice, Yeah. yeah. And just, it's an extended, just just do it for like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, no, I think that's ideal. Uh, That's a a fix, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is that the movie has to have more outdated references. And we're talking outdated for when it's written, by the way. So, so really outdated, but all right. So, um, we're skipping ahead here a bit. We're not going to read this next scene, but, uh, essentially what happens is, um, we cut back to Lydia and the Beatniks. And uh, they're teaching her how to go into trance and make a weird, like a, like a weird song. She's singing, but it sounds alien. And it calls waves. It's, uh, you know, kind of cultural appropriation-y. A little bit. So... Yeah, so so they teach her how to do that, and then all the rest of them start paddling out and surfing on these big waves that she has created by making whale songs. And yeah, so that's Lydia's new like Elsa ability is she just like she makes waves now. I lost you guys. So that's cool. Um, so here's my question. Dakota brought up the factoid before we started reading this that like fairly recently WB came out and was like this project is not fucking happening it's dead do you think the final nail in the coffin 
was Moana coming out and like she's dancing with the water and ma- and they were like god damn it that was the fucking little Lydia said god I think damn if it. anything they were and like that was what finally like did it I in. think I mean this isn't like a joke this is like a real answer if anything I feel like they were probably like oh everyone really liked seeing the like Pacific Islander people support Moana and they would not support this fucking movie <laughs> We would not get the same support. Here's a serious question, other serious question. So, this movie comes out mm-hmm. now. Is Kimo the love, the Hawaiian love interest played by Jason Momoa? Well, it depends. How old are we making Lydia? Um, Lydia is still Winona Ryder. Lydia writer. is going to be canonically, canonically 19, but played by <laughs> modern age Winona Ryder, but they just put her in, like, pigtails. <laughs> Then, in that, then if that's the case, if that's the case, then the answer is yes. But you just like, you know, put him, put Jason Momoa in like a I'm with stupid T-shirt and like maybe and, give him some like acne. A little, and you're a, like a spinny cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's like he's twenty. He's definitely twenty. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So um, after the scene in which they've taught Lydia how to summon the waves with her voice, um, it cuts to across the field and Ahi. Um, the uh, the leader of the Kahuna says, uh, someone hath countered our spell of cessation, um, thus revealing that they have been, you know, using a spell to stop the the, the surf, the waves from coming. That to presumably discourage. Was there any people. context for that for the audience though? Um, prior to this, there haven't been any waves on the island because they're mad. Yeah, I guess. So, there you go. Oh, God. How much more of this do we have? Okay, alright, so, um... (laughs) Alright, so, we're cutting ahead a bit, but, uh, exterior beach night. Under the leaning palms, the beatniks and their two dogs settle down to sleep. The fire is dying down. A little distance away, Kimo and Lydia sit, talking. Have you always been a psychic? No. It started when I was 14. We had these two ghosts in our house in Connecticut. You're a white witch. I'm a white bitch. There you go. There you go. Hey! Woo-hoo-hoo! Not really. Being psychic is no big deal. It's an ancient... It's always oh, an... <laughs> it's an accident. Like being born with a big nose or something. I don't Kimo. know how to do Winona Ryder. Yeah, well, you're doing it. Just basically play your like um, uh, Daria. You're doing fine. Uh, <laughs> Kimo is already half in love with her. I don't know what that fucking means. Exterior beach later. The beatniks are asleep. The fire, not capitalized this time, is almost out. Kimo and Lydia are still talking. My people have given up the traditional beliefs in exchange for televisions and washer-dryers. They don't care that the Bukaki is a sacred island. They want the money the tourists will bring. Uh-huh. Thank you for delivering that line in a timely fashion. <laughs> she is drooling over Jason Momoa. That's the thing. There's a pause. Uh-huh. She lost in his ass. This female dialogue... 
Kimo <laughs> gets a fucking paragraph. Lydia has a word. It's not even a word. It's, it's a not a word. <laughs> can you deliver yeah, that say, line differently? I was just say, Kimo, can you deliver uh-huh. your line again? Um, they want the <laughs> they they want the money. The tourists will bring. Uh huh. Oh, I thought you were going to go. Uh, can, I, oh! can I take a step? Can, I was say, can I, uh, Tien, can I go ahead and take yeah, a stab please, at it? Yeah, please. I'll cue you in one more time here. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> they want the money the tourists will bring. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how females wow, are written in this that's script. wonderful. Listen, I'm, I'm Lydia, and I'm sitting in a pool of cream. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the line instead. <laughs> I'm sitting and in a pool I of cream. She, she, Lydia, Lydia has, has a snail trail going across the whole beach. <laughs> and she, has, she feels the need to reintroduce herself. <laughs> 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 out of nowhere, she's just like, I'm Lydia, and I'm very wet. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a title web. <laughs> title uh, uh, that was my squirt. Uh, that, uh, I know you thought that was the wave, but that was me. Squirt. <laughs> a squirt in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Finish okay, this goddamn please, scene. God. All right. Mr. Maui had a vision where all the animals, all the birds were dead, even the fish in the sea. And Bukaki was a giant parking lot. All concrete and cars. This is what we want to prevent, but it is hopeless. My people call us outlaws now. Popoopy. Popoopy. Crazy. Crazy outlaws. There you go. So, all right. So that's that scene. Um, Zach, what do you think of the movie so far? I mean, this is about twenty four minutes into the movie. Night. Um, I'm waiting for Beetlejuice to say, "Nice fucking Hawaiians, honk honk." Uh, that's really <laughs> all I'm. I'm waiting on at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not too far out from that. All right, so I'm um, cutting ahead a bit. Uh, there's some more chemo and Lydia. Um, uh, basically, chemo really just wants a chance to uh, like talk to. You're to... leaving out that they fuck. They don't fuck. They wake up in the same sleeping bag. Um. Oh yeah, they fuck. Okay, I missed that. Wow. They do fuck. Yeah, they. Well, fuck. it wasn't. I. 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 I guess I was waiting for Lydia to say I'm sitting in a pool of cream, and that didn't happen. And so, yeah, I, no, I it's, missed it's, the it's subtext. Done, it's done old fashioned. It's done old it's fashioned. Like, it's really. Uh, it's like Brokeback Mountain. You know, it's, it's really like from here to eternity. They're asleep on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Classic cinema. Classic cinema. Okay. All right. So, uh, but he, there is a, a stage direction here that says Kimo is utterly handsome. So well, naturally that's why I uh, cast myself to play him. But uh, anyways, all right. So they fuck. Um, uh, Charles Dealey and Otha are sitting at breakfast. Lydia comes back. They're like, where were you? Oh my gosh. She says, you guys, huh, God, this is so bad. All right, so... This, none of this is important. They get some bullshit for the hotel, and Delia's like, look at my shit for the hotel, and then none of the scene matters. Nothing yes. here matters. Okay, so then they <laughs> they cut ahead even more, and then there's, like, this big sequence where Charles is gonna be just, like, the biggest douchebag of all time. He goes over to, uh, what is it, like, it's like, is it part of the hotel, or it's, like, a different area where people are okay. living? It's so it's, 
it's yeah it's a part of like it's like basically staff quarters of the hotel yeah and this really is potential to be a delia scene of basic this could be delia and otho walking through the maitland house for the first time like it could be that but it's not yeah. So instead, it's he's he's seeing all the staff living there that have you know they have a bunch of chickens and dogs and there's kids running around and they're like, oh, this is disgusting. And he like tells people that they got to get rid of their animals and he's just being an asshole. So um, we're gonna cut ahead and uh, we're going to cut to exterior, front entrance, staff apartments, day. Charles, Otho, Delia, and Lydia come out into the courtyard. An old Citroen 2CV is parked nearby. Suddenly, Jerry, Tago, Francisco, and Kimo appear and grab Charles. Hey, 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 come on now. What are you doing? Kimo winks at Lydia, who smiles back. You can't do that. What's going on? Take your hands off me! Various Hawaiians watch, curious and uninvolved. The beatniks bundle Charles into the Citroen. Jerry leaps into the driving seat. Driving seat? You're in big trouble! Kimo jumps in the passenger seat. The car drives off in a cloud of dust. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> They've kidnapped him! Uh, I, I felt it was necessary to include... That's the whole scene, by the way. I felt it was really necessary to include that just... To really show the artistry that's involved in scripting a, a kidnapping scene, um, I mean, this the, could be bumbling. This could, this could be the man being kidnapped <laughs> has three lines, and they are, "Come on now, take your hands off of me, and you're in big trouble." So, well, I mean, we know that the quality of the scriptwriter. I mean, the the dialogue for his next produced film was such incredible lines of script as a ack ack. No, well, I mean true. You're not wrong. That's that's, that's why he he knew he was so bad at dialogue ah. that he knew that the Martians could not speak English. Um, uh, yeah. So all right. So we're cutting ahead a bit. Um, they've kidnapped Charles. They've got joke. him. <laughs> what? I said cut my whole joke. What? Which joke? <laughs> the whole Mars <laughs> attacks joke? No, we're gonna leave yeah, that in. I'm it. gonna add in crickets. Oh God. All right, so um, no. <laughs> all right so we're cutting ahead a bit um uh, charles is tied up by the beatniks and uh there he's attempting to uh, reason with them but they're saying basically that uh you know take down the hotel they're saying uh you know you, you guys suck and take down the hotel uh the the guy whose name sounds like a cartoon boner pops in um uh, the chief of uh, security for the hotel arrests all the politniks uh, the beatniks and uh they go and put him in uh, a wagon and they're gonna take him away so we're cutting ahead once more here to exterior rice patty oh boy uh old village oh, <laughs> old village day Mr. Maui is planting rice. Lydia is holding an apron full of seedlings. She holds out his hand and... Or he holds out his hand and she passes him a bunch of shoots, which he proceeds to plant. So I thought the best thing to do was call him. I always said I never would because he's kind of scary. But this is a real emergency. My dad says Kimo is going to get 10 years for kidnapping and I can easily send him back. I just say his name three times. But when I called him, nothing. Nothing happened. Who are they talking about here? <laughs> Good. 
you should never summon a demon unless you make him sign a binding contract first. <laughs> Woo! Oh! Audience has tears in their eyes. Someone stands up and applauds. That's a stage direction <laughs> written in here. But we've, but we've got to do something. First, we plant the rice. Then, we find your demon. Exterior, old village, night. Everything is quiet in the deserted Hawaiian village. An ethereal light comes through the gaps in Mr. Maui's hut. Interior, Mr. Maui's hut, night. The hut is bathed in spooky light. The walls are covered in effigies, masks, carvings, and cabalistic artifacts. On the floor is a circle of conch shells. Inside the circle, Mr. Maui and Lydia are sitting, knee to knee. Slowly, Lydia's semi-transparent astral form rises from her body. Intuition is the universe speaking to you. Follow your intuition. I've decided to make Mr. Maui um uh the fucking rat from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Master Splinter. Splinter. <laughs> That's what I've decided Mr. Maui. I've decided Mr. To Maui make, is a uh, Mr. Maui uh uh what's his name? Red guy, plumber, wears a hat, mustache, uh yeah, I that guy. I decided to make Mr. Maui a different race racial stereotype. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um okay so lydia's astral form breaks into a mass of shimmering points so of light and disappears okay. here's the thing here's the thing we're focusing on the wrong shit like the part of the genius of the of original beetlejuice is the afterlife already existing by the time we get there as an audience by the time we arrive shit's already in place there's already rules that are not really given to us but are already clearly being followed and part of the comedy is showcasing the mundane elements of something otherworldly like the fucking you know the guy who's run over by a bus who's like part of the filing area or Miss Argentina who killed herself and now she has to be a secretary. Like, showing the mundane elements of the afterlife is what is compelling. What is not compelling is, well, let's do really deep dive into how, like, li- the, the whole first movie explained Lydia having fucking second sight or whatever as, I don't know, man, the book says that, like, ghosts and shit are strange and unusual and can be seen by whatever, and I'm strange and unusual, boom, there's our explanation as to why I can hang out with the fucking Maitlands. Like, that's all we needed. We didn't need, like, the training well, it's montage. A sequel, so we need to over-explain something. Ugh. And now, can we just say that, like, um, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man both ripped off Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian because now her soul leaves her body in the astral form and she goes subatomic. So, uh, you're telling me this movie couldn't get I'm made now? I'm pretty sure everyone in Hollywood has read this script, too. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. So, it's obviously happened. Um, I think that uh, Mr. Maui, uh, obviously, as a character, uh, Tilda Swinton used that as her inspiration. So, like... Uh, when she shaved her head to play that role. Okay, so um yeah. So Lydia goes subatomic. Uh <laughs> it literally says 
Bundles of moving filaments, pulsating nuclei, and orbiting electrons. Okay, so she's following this pathway to try... She's seeing weird shit. We're just scrolling here. She, she sees so, it. Okay, the afterlife as described by the screenwriter is literally just the cartoon. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, it's the intro of the cartoon. It's like, and then she gets in a roller coaster car and rides around on Beetlejuice's tongue. In I'm a big shocked spiral. Beetlejuice doesn't call her lids. Yeah, honestly. Okay, uh, uh, the the one semi important part in this sequence is she sees the Garden of Eden, and like sees a woman there in the Garden of Eden. Um, and then I don't know. There's more like worms and shit on her. Uh, fucking okay. She, so it's then it's very it's very Doctor Strange. It is. Okay, so we're cutting ahead. This is a big, long exploration scene of her going through the netherworld. And then finally she lands in, like, a motivational seminar in the afterworld. And there's a bunch of bodies. And uh, there's, like, a dead guy on stage saying, like, you know, you can do it. You can be more in in uh, in the afterlife. Um, and this is where we're going to pick up in interior oh, excuse me uh zach can you read these uh stage directions sure interior afterlife it's corridor. important that you explain what dave is real well quick. yes okay so D- dave the character you're about to meet is a human head with human feet just sticking just... out the bottom of it because that's you know, it okay. he basically they he's established like established that the in the afterlife in the first movie you can just tell how everyone died this guy's head with feet He's a head with feet, and uh, he he basically looks like if Kirby were a real guy, I imagine. A nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah, okay. a nightmare. Okay, so Interior. anyways, picking up. Interior. Afterlife corridor. The audience leaves the seminar room, going off in different directions. A bum sits with a card saying, hungry and homeless. Lydia comes out with Dave trotting along beside her. I, I always get a kick out of the guy. Uh, he really knows what's important about being dead. What's your name? Lydia. I'm Dave. So, what are your goals? Well, my main goal is to find someone called Beetlejuice. A consumptive kid goes by on a skateboard. Maybe I can help. Really? Sure. Aren't you going to ask me what my goals are? Oh, sorry. Uh, what are your goals? One, get a body. Two, fall in love. Three, qualify for the reincarnation program. Although, I don't know, last time I ended up as a lawyer. Woo! Interior. Phone book. Woo! Woo! The the phone book is open on the ledge beneath the phone. Lydia is holding Dave up so he can look at the book. Not listed. What do you dial for information? All right. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that Lydia didn't fucking need in the sequel: a fucking creature sidekick. She didn't fucking need that, and now she's got her that. and Beetlejuice both have one. <laughs> Beetlejuice is the fucking cloud thing. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, I think she did. I think there needed to be like a Jar Jar in this movie. Like, <laughs> like you needed someone yeah. to step in the poopy with Lydia. You needed, I, I, you know, I feel like this movie almost, like, forgot what it's afterworld. This this movie feels a lot more like Monkey Bone than it does, like, it actual. Does. yeah. Yeah. Hi, Key. Okay, so, Tien, you have us um going into, like, skipping a lot, but 
I feel like we should at least summarize some of this because I feel like this is visually the only interesting part of the movie. All right, that's fine. There's yeah. a lot of this stuff we're skipping. <laughs> and like the only part that feels like Beetlejuice to me. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so um, they're on the hunt for somebody to help find Beetlejuice. And uh, so let's see, they're... I mean, hey, jump right in. If there's something you find interesting, or they, they walk yeah, no, no. I just, I, I think, theater. okay. So my, here's my thing. My thing about Beetlejuice and about the afterlife, what I think is appealing in the actual fucking movie is like all of the deaths, right, are immediately understandable as a visual gag. Like you see, oh, that guy got his fucking leg bit off by a shark, and that duck guy swallowed a fucking chicken bone, right? And I feel like this is the only part of the movie that feels like the waiting room is like in that it's just kind of surreal and weird. It's like, oh, we're passing by these surgeons and anesthetists and nurses pulling a slug out of, like, a guy. Or, like, they go to a restaurant and there's, like, fucking, where is it? There's, like, a bitch with, like, a hatchet, like, buried in her head. Or, like, there's, like, <laughs> there's a um there's a part where there's a hat check girl and she's Chinese with no eyes. And she's hunting through the coats to find the coat for someone. And the guy's like, my wife has the beaver. Which, you know. And then uh, she pulls out a beaver coat, and it's it's literally that joke from Ghostbusters where it's, like, fucking alive. Yeah. I don't Oof. know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these are the only moments that feel like Beetlejuice to me. You're not wrong. No, I see what you're saying. There's, like, some visual gags and stuff while Lydia and her new sidekick, who I think we all agree uh, is probably voiced by Ryan Reynolds and CGI you know, if we're doing yes. this movie. So anyhow, so we'll cut ahead a little bit though. We're, we're and not, not that far, but they're still on the search and they arrive at uh, a bar. And so we pick up and uh, Spike, the waiter is an elegant black man wearing earrings, dark glasses, and a small white apron. He's serving a table of hypnoids. These are headless people dressed like pop stars. They fork spaghetti directly into their necks and suck it in. Seated at other tables are a Bigfoot couple eating daintily with knives and forks, a snake woman eating eggs, a gourd matador romancing a blue-faced female long-distance swimmer in a bathing suit, a bodybuilder in a posing, in posing pouch... Uh, drinking a glass Yum. pitcher of apricot-colored vitamin shake and an old couple dipping crackers in their soup. Hey, Spike! Yo, Dave! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm bored to tears now. I'm sorry. I, wanna, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sorry. Did that come across my performance? Oh, well, the. I mean, maybe. that. I th- <laughs> I don't think we were. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, uh, can you feed me that line one more time, Zach? Oh, Yo, Dave! Skin me! They slap hands. One of the hypnoids sneezes, blowing spaghetti over Dave. Yuck! Spike wipes him off with his cloth. You ever catch a guy by the name of uh, Beetle Jewish? Jews. Wait a second. Spike goes off to attend to a table. Spike knows everybody. I've I've determined actually that because of that line, Dave is actually Woody Allen now. I, fuck whatever I was doing. Oh, before. wonderful! All right, Beetle <laughs> Jewish. L- Lydia is watching the bodybuilder who finishes his pitcher. Then his muscles go into a spasm. He struggles, falls to the floor, and is strangled by his own neck muscles. Spike returns to the bar. Uh, what's the name again? 
Okay, Zach, that doesn't sound bored. That sounds like there was a word in the description of this character that is feeding into your performance. Like what? Um, hmm, let me, uh, elegant? It doesn't sound particularly elegant. No, it's pretty elegant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Don't Uh, try to turn the racism wheel on me, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You're the one with everyone fucking super offensive Maui voices. Fuck you, buddy. (laughs) Okay, fine. Uh, All right, so uh, that line again. What's the name again? Beetlejuice. Never heard of him. Spike throws the napkin over his shoulder Much more elegant. and heads off through the saloon doors into the kitchen, from which clouds of steam are pouring. Lydia looks disappointed. Hey, don't, don't worry, we'll find the sucker. I got connections every place. Lydia's disappointed because she had to be in this movie. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was I, gonna say this is not like fun at all. This is not like pertinent at all. <laughs> it's just like what? Okay, why are we wasting time? Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I I agree. Okay, so um, so what happens next here? All right, so I believe that she's pulled out of the trance at this point. It looks like. Um, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not skipping ahead very far at all. So basically, at this point, Lydia goes into a trance. And comes back into the real world. Um, oh wait, no, what? I'm fucking up here. She goes into a trance and she basically just calls to Mr. Maui, and he's like, "Just fucking go find him. You're psychic." And then they do. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's basically exactly what happened. So all right. So cutting ahead slightly here. Um, interior afterlife supermarket. Beetlejuice is sitting on a packing carton behind the end of one of the shelves, reading Pent Up Magazine. Hello. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was too busy laughing at that line, at that joke, at visual gag. Oh, I thought uh, that was yeah. your noise for Beetlejuice having an orgasm reading his magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah, see Beetlejuice it. stroking a big, like black and white striped dick. Yeah, that would be good. Um, and it just becomes like absolute, like uh, like if this was directed by Lars von Trier, I think that there would be a graphic masturbation scene. Yeah. He- well, he's got us, and then he has a second dickhead come out of his dickhole, and yeah. then um, Lydia comes in and she hammers it off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus! Uh, okay. Why does everyone seek up on me? There you go. There's my line. Let's move on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he turns and sees Lydia and Dave. He is stunned. Is it you? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> There's that famous Lydia catchphrase again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is, is it you? Uh. How did you get here? Uh, my Beetlejuice is turning into Keanu. I'm sorry. We're just going to live with that now. Whoa. I came out of my body. Where's your body now? He touches her. His hand passes through. Dave is shocked. You're not dead. I need your help. Dave runs off and hides behind a display of soap powders. They took away my license. What can I tell you? This is messing with my head. Lydia turns to face Beetlejuice. Okay, if I get your license back, will you, in return, scare some developers off an island? How are you going to get my license back? Will you do it? Uh, Give me a second. 
Beetlejuice steps around into the next aisle. Alone, Beetlejuice ponders. The dark mind cloud appears above him. I want her. I want her. And I want to get out of here. And I want to be mortal. Uh, the mind cloud is played by Ben Stein, by the way. She has to fall in love with you. No problem. And marry you. Piece of cake. Interior, previous aisle. I like aisle, the mind after- cloud now. <laughs> afterlife super you know what i'm coming around to the mind cloud everybody um afterlife supermarket <laughs> lydia takes a soup can from the shelf and tears off the label beetlejuice steps around the aisle i'll do it we got another one word lydia response good <laughs> a blue white light spreads from lydia's hand and envelops the label the label changes into a clean square piece of paper what's that uh, close on paper, the typewritten terms of a contract appear magically on the note paper. A contract. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need a contract for? I don't trust you. Dave appears from behind the washing powders. Lydia, we, we need to talk. Excuse me. She picks up a small piece of spaghetti from Dave's head. Close on her hand in spaghetti, bathed in blue light, the string of pasta is turned into a pen. Dave watches, so, amazed. Uh, what? So Lydia just went to Hogwarts now? Like, she could just fucking magic anything now? Yeah, this she's was, magic. Uh, this was explained away in the scene we skipped, where Mr. Maui is like, you're psychic and alive. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, as Lydia... Uh, Dave watches, amazed, as Lydia gives the pen to Beetlejuice. Sign it. Beetlejuice. I love that Lydia is just like, you've turned her into like the Terminator. Um, Beetlejuice <laughs> shrugs and signs the contract. Or like Robocop. <laughs> Dead or alive, they Beetlejuice. One, they give her two two words at a time. I gotta really milk them. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I really... Oh, yay, yay, this fucking line I gotta give. Okay, give me my stage direction. Uh, Beetlejuice shrugs and signs the contract. You know, you were pretty cute before, but now that you're, I guess, of legal age, you're one beautiful young lady. I mean that. Jeffrey Jones doesn't feel that way. don't want that body. (laughs) That was Lydia via Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, good. Okay. All right. I like that. What? Sure. Lydia extends both her hands towards Dave. Blue-white light beams from her fingertips, enveloping him in light. Beetlejuice watches appalled as Dave turns into Beetlejuice! This is the point of the movie in which it goes full Pirates 3. Like, what's better than one Beetlejuice? What, you know, people really like that Jack Sparrow guy, so I bet they'd like six of them. Yeah, as- as soon as as soon as this gentleman wrote, and then another Beetlejuice shows up, someone should have just run, burst in the room and just kicked him right in the penis, like right on the head of it. You want, yeah, and you know, you know, this is only like a first or second draft, so you know, like the third or fourth draft, the mind cloud would have become a tiny Beetlejuice on his shoulder. That's true, yeah, of course. P- part yeah. of the climax of the film would have been the supermarket just full of like eighty-five Beetlejuices, and the real one has to come in. And then Lydia's got, like, a gun, and she's, like, between the two of them, it's like, Lydia, it's me, babe! I swear to God, I got demons running all through me! Lydia and all of the Beetlejuices fighting, like, uh, like Neo and Mr. Smith. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. They're all just trying to fuck her, and she has to fight them all off. (laughs) Wow. You know, this film's getting fixed already. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Whoa, classic. <laughs> Would you witness this, please? Dave takes the pen and signs the contract. Someone want to tell what's going on here? This is like that bit in uh, The Dark Knight Rises where Batman goes, huh, so that's what that feels like. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, it's it's basically, it's it's very obviously playing off of, uh, you know, the, the, you know, scene from the wedding in the movie where he puts his hand over her mouth. Like, it's it's doing that in reverse, and he's like, so that's what that feels like. Yeah, basically. Anyways, okay, moving on. Lydia. Dave, I want you to take his place while we're gone. Well, wait a minute. How quickly can you do it? <laughs> I don't know. Take as long as you want. Dave feels himself all over. He grabs Beetlejuice's Ooh. penis and starts stroking it. He grabs it and it makes a honk sound. That's the... <laughs> it makes. He goes, oh, what a feature. Nice fucking dick you got here. <laughs> Um, this is excellent. <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. I like that Dave is becoming Snagglepuss now. That makes me happy. <laughs> well, I didn't realize until I started doing it that Snagglepuss was like a Woody Allen impression. <laughs> what, a, like, what a penis. A nice fucking a model be- even. Uh, exit stage anus even. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> This has gone so far off the rails. We're like less than halfway through this script. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're cutting ahead a lot, though. We're cutting ahead a lot here. Okay. So um, they go through a mirror we're, in the men's room. They go back. all of this. I'm, gonna, I'm taking over these. TN takes way too long. <laughs> Fine. All right. So uh, they're going to do more of that, like, bureaucratic shit that um, Zach actually likes, where... Uh, we see the the system in which uh, the government of the dead works, and uh, someone snorts Lydia like cocaine. Why does that happen? Star, Why does a dwarf <laughs> snort Lydia into his nose? Why does she turn into dust and go into his fucking nose? Why does that happen? No, well, you know it's it's the netherworld. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, gets gets through the line and then rather than continue with any more of this bullshit the writer finally says y'all don't want to watch him do this and so he uh <laughs> he, he he trades uh lydia's body and lets her be absorbed into this dwarf for uh for this bio exorcist thing so we can get the fuck out of this uh this very expensive set and they can go back to hawaii which was expensive enough yeah they're like um, like 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 beetlejuice is literally in the process of like, okay, now come over here and we'll take your picture. It's literally like, okay. go stand in that line and you're done. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like there's no obstacle. Like it looks like it's going well for him. He's about to like get his license and she's just like, hey, come on, get in the fucking car. Like, it's fine. I I, I got sucked into this dwarf's nose and he just gave me one. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Lydia and Mr. Maui come back and lydia calls beetlejuice's name three times and he shows up in the real world dressed like a tourist with a shirt that says tight butts drive me nuts and uh yeah (laughs) yeah i wish i was uh, i wish i was dead that's that makes me think (laughs) uh we have some some stuff of uh charles and delia charles asking why she wants a divorce and her literal only answer is you get money and i get menopause it's really bad 
Yeah. Um, Beetlejuice and Lydia break uh, the beatniks out of the uh, out of jail by hypnotizing people because Beetlejuice can hypnotize people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then uh, Beetlejuice convinces Lydia to give him three days vacation before he has to get everyone off of the island. And she agrees. She says, fine, you can go ahead. And oh, wow, you really skipped all of this. This is probably the scene in which they convinced the studio that this movie was worth paying for someone to write a script. It is a montage of Beetlejuice getting into shenanigans on the beach. Well, that's that's the thing. It's a montage. So that's why I didn't think it was really going to read. I mean, but yeah, no, but but it's worth describing. Sure. Okay. So, so he, yes, he's like meeting two random women out there pretending to be a famous photographer. Um, he's, uh, and he ends up like, like shaping them into like pretzels to take their pictures into like really crazy shapes and turning them into totem poles. Yeah. And their, their boyfriends walk up like, what are you doing? Shaping our girlfriends. And he goes, Oh, Hey, uh, they go, oh, this is a famous photographer. And they go, oh, shape us too, daddy. And the, and they and he puts them in the big shape. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and he, he says, and then he the says, family and he loses his arms. It's yes, really funny he loses stuff. his arms. And then after he shapes those people, someone says, "What is that?" And he goes, "A bunch of yo-yos." <laughs> hey, I wish I was fucking dead. Just to, if I didn't make that clear earlier. Yeah, so... This is painful. Um, oh my god, okay. we're skipping a lot. None of this no, well, is Well, yeah, we can't... Like, we, we it's can't, all worth look skipping. Look how long it's, it's taken already. Like, okay, so... Oh, I know. I feel bad for your fans. I God, hope they stick I, around. I feel bad for all of everyone involved in this, but mostly our fans, yes. Um, okay, so... All right, so we're skipping ahead. Keep going, Dakota. You're doing a better job. You're the right. family... The, the family... Do they play fucking... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Beetlejuice uh, is jealous that Lydia is fucking chemo, and the mind cloud is like, kill him, and get him on the rebound, and he's like, I've got a better idea. And so he turns a fucking tree into yes. a girl wearing a cactus bikini and bikini bottom, and the girl goes and seduces chemo, and it's like this, ba- like, forever fucking back and forth. Like, literally, like, this entire act is like fucking chemo and lydia getting played by beetlejuice in this cactus girl yeah like, she, she's like a major character she would be played by like amber heard or something yeah no they would uh, i feel like they would get someone like latino or hawaiian yeah maybe like it would be jason they Momoa. would go yeah they jason would <laughs> as they, they would view this as an excuse to get someone exotic that would be the uh boardroom word um <laughs> And then they go to this, um, oh my god, this this lasts for fucking forever. They go to a party, and this is like, Beetlejuice like makes this seaweed gown for Lydia. It's, I, oh my god, it's so bad. And then this is like, finally, they're like, oh, we're gonna have our Deo moment for this movie. And it's at this party, and it's to, um, while Beetlejuice is dancing with Lydia, and Cactus is dancing with Chemo. They start singing. Beetlejuice starts singing the Harlem Shuffle. Or I'm assuming he's lip syncing, and the actual song is playing because I'm assuming this is Deo of this movie. And finally, 
We are so, caught back up. So finally, we're, yes. Yeah, so now we're caught back up. <laughs> Thank you, Dakota. Uh, we'll give you a little selection of this scene of this party that they're at. Um, uh, Zach, can you please read the stage directions in this scene? What page are we on? Because there's <laughs> fucking 10,000. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're on page okay. 68. Yes. Uh, exterior, clearing, night. Chemo and cactus kiss and cuddle. Chemo breaks away, flushed. Stop. They kiss. Stop what? No, we they... got to do like the kissing noises, though. Yeah, okay, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So you read the stage direction and then we'll make the noises. Okay. Okay. Uh, chemo breaks away, flushed. Stop. They kiss. Stop a what? <laughs> I'm enjoying these character choices. I really am. Uh, they kiss again. This. They kiss again. But if you feel in your sap good, why should we stop? They kiss. My sap. Let me explain it another way. They kiss. I do. I am impressed that this this script felt it necessary. Of like, he didn't figure out that it was a plant woman until he fucked her. (laughs) It's kind of like just imagining making out with someone wearing a cactus bikini would hurt. There's a lot of like oh, your 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 sap holding is very seductive, and he's like, huh? Humans don't talk like that. Like, oh, wait a minute. She's like, blow a wait load a minute. And then we'll My dick is like, in a cactus right now? Put your cum in me. <laughs> your sap is your cum. <laughs> okay, so Beetlejuice is still singing the song. Um, we're, we're, we're skipping ahead some more. Um, and Otho shows up. And Otho has been watching from the distance. And he's like, holy shit, that's fucking Beetlejuice. And so he's, like, hiding in the woods, because this is, like, an outdoor kind of, like, tiki bar. And he's, like, Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice, like, turns and sees Otho. And Beetle- and Otho's, like, be- says Beetlejuice again. And, you know, Beetlejuice is, like, dancing and does a little spell and fucking throws Beetlejuice, like, telekinetically, like, a thousand miles off. And, like, throws crunches Otho. him into a thorn bo- bush and then lights him on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And Otho's like screaming and presumably dying at this point. And then Beetlejuice just keeps dancing. And Lydia is like somehow ends up in the woods and sees Chemo and Cactus making out. <laughs> and um uh I guess she finds Otho. I don't remember I don't even remember this. Okay, so l- uh, let's just make a quick comment about this Otho scene. So as you recall, there are many 
moments in the original movie in which someone says Beetlejuice that he doesn't want them to. And so he very stylistically does away with that. Um, he will teleport them and make them miniature, or he will throw a curveball that makes their mouth have a zipper on it, or in the case of Otho, you know, like he, uh, he rips his clothes off and turns them into a different color, and that's very scary for some reason. Um, he lights him on fucking fire! Yeah, so it would be as if, like, it, I mean, I think they, th this is my fix for that scene, honestly, is to really just embrace that further, and it's like, you know, the, the, the prankster Beetlejuice, um, uh, you know, Otho comes in, says Beetlejuice, and Beetlejuice just takes out a revolver and just shoots him three times in the chest. It's like, there <laughs> you go. Like yeah, you might take as well. it like Will Ferrell in, uh, in Austin Powers and he just won't fucking die. Yeah. That's kind oh, that's of the true. direction they went in this movie. There's a lot of inspiration to modern movies that I think came from this script that everyone in Hollywood read. For instance, uh, that movie Splice, where Adrian Brody fucks the monster, that's clearly inspired by Chemo not figuring out that Cactus is a plant until he fucks it. So That's true. Yeah. I don't, he doesn't even know after he fu fucks it. <laughs> Um, all right, so please continue with your synopsis. So Lydia's uh, depressed, and Delia's like, don't be, don't be depressed. And that's the whole conversation, honestly. But the funniest fucking line in the whole movie, the only funny line in the whole movie, is Lydia's like, Delia's talking to Lydia, and she's like, did you hear about Otho? He showed up in a medical center last night, burnt to a crisp. And Lydia's like, Otho? <laughs> and Delia's like, I hope he's not freebasing again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> and I, and I just, that's the only thing I'm like is imagining Delia and Liddy or and Otho freebasing in New York. I don't yeah, know. That's fabulous. Alright, so um we're gonna get into uh just the final kind of meat as we like reach the apex of this movie and into like the 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 the, the, the rising action that's going to lead to the climax and, and all of that. And that's where we actually yeah, have a little there. bit more of the read. So we're almost about there. So um, let's pick up from Beetlejuice in an eccentric swimsuit and dark glasses stands in line outside a snack bar. He waves to Lydia. Um, uh, she walks up to the beach towards him. Uh, what's up? Wide long face. Lydia shrugs. The girl in the snack bar booth sticks her head out. She's from Brooklyn. What do you want? Uh, two it's, icky uh, burgers, please. Uh, anything to drink? Uh, over to Lydia. Uh, you want anything? She shakes her head. Uh, she no thanks. The girl turns away to get the burgers. You're always in a good mood. Well, happy as a clam, you know why? No, why? Cause I could do this. That's seven fifty. Give me those burgers and forget you ever saw me. Yes, sir. She hands him the burgers. You want one? Exterior beach later. Lydia and Beetlejuice stroll along the seashore. He finishes his first burger, throws away the paper napkin, starts on the second. So where's your boyfriend? I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah, well, I never thought he was in your league. Oh? You could do better. D take me, for instance. I'm smart, funny, talented, handsome. You're not going to try and marry me again, are you? 
What are you nuts? What a reference. That's a reference. <laughs> what are you nuts? What a reference. I only just got my freedom. Let's go for a swim. No. That's me, Come the on, audience. It looks, it looks great. <laughs> Someone in the audience just goes, no. No. Stop. Please, no. No. <laughs> I don't have a swimsuit. He makes a magic pass. Suddenly, Lydia's naked. No, she's in a bikini. She's in a bikini. <laughs> no, I really don't want... He makes another magic pass. The bikini changes to a one-piece. Better? The uh, guy in the audience still goes, No! 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 No, none uh, of this is better! Stop! Uh, in- interior. First time. Interior ward medical center. Day. Otho is lying on the bed, wrapped from head to toe in bandages like an Egyptian mummy. Delia is sitting in a chair beside his bed. A nurse is just leaving the room. I was thinking maybe I should return to sculpture. Otho's eyes are hot and angry. I mean, I know everyone hated my sculpture, but then nobody liked Van Gogh either at the time. (coughs) Which proves if everybody hates something, it must be good. That's also the theme for this film. (laughs) Don't try to speak. You know what the doctor said. Otho is also playing the role of the audience, uh, being bound (laughs) and gagged, just screaming no. She looks at her watch. I gotta run. Otho is trying to say Beetlejuice. Delia kisses him on his bandaged head. He winces. I can't imagine Delia kissing anyone. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow. She leaves. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> this is the movie we're in. Okay, skipping so ahead. Skipping Dakota, again. please. All right. So, um. Oh God. Oh oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> this is so dumb. So Beetlejuice and Lydia are fucking swimming, and Beetlejuice. Asks if Lydia would like him to turn her into a mermaid, and he turns both of them into merpeople. This is literally just an episode of the the fucking cartoon show. Literally. If there is one thing I wanted out of the sequel to Beetlejuice, a full big screen Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder sequel, it's that they turn into mermaids and go on an undersea. And you know they would have black and white striped tails. Oh, I'm sure. And you know it would be stop motion from the waist down. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) he thought he he was like, oh, this is perfect. Hawaii, the beach, mer people. If they turned into like Fiji mermaids, I could be into that. Like where they're just ugly. <laughs> That's true. Uh so they they fucking they swim to the bottom of the ocean and they look at scary fish and absolutely this does nothing to further the plot along. And then Kimo and Cactus are like paddling out on a boat and she's like she throws out some like little piece of like Chekhov's gun where she's like I don't want to get in the water and then like you know obviously like she's gonna turn back into a tree and fucking Lydia comes out and she sees them together and so she fucking like she tries to fucking kill them and she like summons a wave and like fucking tries to drown them and uh Cactus runs off into the beach and turns back into a tree and (laughs) it 
you know, and I guess now Lydia is, she's aware that Beetlejuice has been playing her and she gets mad. And so, uh, yeah, we're caught up. That's yep. That's right where we're picking up at. So, um, exterior beatnik beach and sea day. The beatniks help Kimo pull his broken boat out of the water. Farther up the beach, Lydia is confronting Beetlejuice. If you don't do it right now, I'll send you back. All right, you want me to scare off the straights, yeah? That's what Dakota does, too. Beetlejuice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Beetlejuice. Okay, I'll do it now, Jesus! He walks off towards the hotel. See, I'm going, I'm going to do it, no problem, babe! Ugh. There better not be. Interior Hula Restaurant. Uh, the restaurant not yet open is shrouded in darkness. In the corner, the ancient Hawaiian's ghosts are playing drafts. Um, Beetlejuice materializes by the table. Greetings! The ghosts jump. I got my license back! Verily. Joyful tidings! You will exercise the barbarian? Uh, maybe. You got any potions? What manner of potion? How about a love potion? This is fucking terrible. (laughs) Beetlejuice said that, by the way. I didn't say that. Beetlejuice said that. (laughs) Wow, I can't believe they kept that line in. He looked at the camera and said it. (laughs) This is fucking awful. Uh, Take over the stage directions, please, Zach, here. (laughs) Exterior ranch house day. Kimo is repairing a chicken house with hammer nails, wood, and saw, surrounded by chickens. Lydia approaches. Hi. Oh, hi. How's your boat? Wrecked. Pause. Lydia hopes Kimo will volunteer something, but he doesn't. He concentrates on patching up the chicken house. So, you're fixing up this chicken house. (sighs) He ignores her. Are you sore at me? (coughs) You called that wave. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. All is forgiven. You could have gotten both of us killed. Hey, dudes! (laughs) Beetlejuice is approaching with a four-pack of beer bottles. Beetlejuice is a hey, dudes kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. It's all set. I cast the spells. Pretty soon now, boom, the big payback. Have a drink! He pulls out the beer bottles. To Lydia. What's he talking about? Beetlejuice squats down beside them and magically flips off the tops of the beer bottles. Monty. Oh, we we skipped all this. Lydia calls Beetlejuice Monty for all the humans. Um, Monty is using his magic to... er, Any moment now, they'll be hightailing it back to suburbia. You're kidding. Nope. He raises his beer bottle and a toast. Here's the thing. Just can you picture in your fucking mind's eye for a moment, Michael goddamn Keaton saying nope. Like, can you even imagine that? I I cannot. It honestly, reading the script makes me want to go find the script for the original movie to just see how Beetlejuice's lines are the written. Because this just... The original script for the the, original movie is fucking batshit. First of all, Beetlejuice was gonna be black. Um, kind of a Sammy Davis Jr. But he wasn't trying to, like, marry Lydia. He was trying to rape her. Oh. (laughs) He raises his beer bottle in a toast. (laughs) 
to Bukaki, an <laughs> island saved in a rapidly globally warming world. Chemo and Lydia drink. Beetlejuice watches Lydia. She does. She she goes. Goofy. No, read it. Read the fucking line as it's written. Read this goddamn stage direction right now. She goes goofy as the love potion hits. Ha- Fuck you. <laughs> you mean... Fuck both of you for making me do this. <laughs> you mean... <laughs> you mean... You mean... You mean they're all gonna leave? Yup. Again, Michael Keaton saying, yup. Um, a momentary dull twinkle of tiny stars occurs around Lydia's head. She stares at Beetlejuice, dumbstruck. Are you a kahuna? Uh, kind of. Uh, hey, wanna go for a drive? Lydia straightens up, suddenly infused with a sense of purpose. I'll see you later, Kimo. I'm going for a drive with Monty. Beetlejuice takes Lydia's beer bottle and puts it in his pocket. Uh... See ya, pal! They walk off together. What? What the hell is going on? He slams his hammer into the roof of the chicken house. He mad. Alright, Dakota... Jesus Christ. Take us through the next bit here. Oh my it's god. It's just a little you, bit. So I have notes for every single page of this this screenplay. And um my my note for this page was just a big like fuck this movie. Um so Beetlejuice and Lydia go to the top of the volcano and have a romantic kiss. <laughs> and then back in the afterlife, Beetlejuice's wife is like vacuuming the blinds and uh the whole i don't know the afterlife is falling apart or something i don't think this gets resolved i don't <laughs> think then, so either <laughs> and then uh it's the, and they show it's the and they show us another the transition drama. that says that we're closer to opening now we started at 14 yeah, yeah, days yeah, to fun. the opening now it's down to 5 it's our and fucking back at framing it. device. Whatever. So we're back in. Interior. I'm so glad you cut one line from this scene. You're welcome. Uh, interior, main Earth office, CN. day. Charles <laughs> is busy at his desk. Lydia enters with Beetlejuice, who now looks like a parody of a rich Texan. Oh, sorry. That's me. <laughs> I was like, did I lose you? Okay. <laughs> yes. I fell asleep. Oh, got another <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, the connection. Oh, gotta go. I uh, can't do this anymore. Goodbye. (laughs) I can't can't participate when Beetlejuice becomes fucking Doug Dimodome. I'm sorry. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Dad. This better be important. This is Monty Exxon. You better read him like uh, oh, Jesus. Like, I have uh, to do Beetlejuice doing. You have to do him as Texas as Hank voice. Hill's boss. <laughs> <laughs> I this is I don't I'm lost I'm lost at sea. Uh, I'll do. That's about as good as we're getting. <laughs> this, is, this is your Robert Downey Jr. moment. No, it's it's it's. <laughs> Guess what? Beetlejuice is going to be Cowboy Curtis now. That's as close as you're getting. Okay. Charles shakes his hand reluctantly. He has something to say. 
Well, Mr. Dietz, it's be mighty fine if you'd give your blessing to me and sweet little Lydia there. See, we're aiming to get ourselves tied, right, sugar? Charles is shocked. Oh fuck, this is this is what hell is. <laughs> it's all you. Do, you. do you mean married? You bet. Isn't this kind of sudden? Only takes a moment to fall. Fall, fall in love. Yeah, that's two falls in one line. <laughs> Only takes a moment to fall, fall in love. <laughs> Be- oh, Monty Exxon's having a stroke. Who's whistling? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How long have you known each other? <laughs> There's so much. How long have you known each other? Oh, just a few days, sir. But heck, I believe in listening to my heart. And my heart said to me, This woman ain't after your money. She loves you. Soul and body for what you are. And she'd love you even if you had no more a change of Y fronts and a $2 bill. I read that all accurate. That sounds exactly what it says. I don't know what that means. Love a change of Y fronts and a two dollar bill. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Love won't let me wait. Five words after a novel. After a full monologue. Um, all right. There's something oh, vaguely still- familiar about. Oh. <laughs> Did we meet before? I don't believe so, sir, but I have a notion you may know my uncle, Jim Crybaby Travis. Crybaby is your uncle? Sure is. Why, he dangled me as a child. He He did what? (laughs) Jeffrey Jones saying, he did what? Tell me more. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I would like to meet this uncle of yours. Hold on. I misread that. Sure, Crybaby is your uncle? <laughs> sure is. He dan- dandled me as a child. He did what? Dandled? Dandled? Dandled. <laughs> dandled. He dandled me, sir, whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> on his knee. It gets worse. On oh. his knee. Charles looks at Lydia, perplexed. You really want to get married to this shit show? <laughs> I do. Charles is stunned. Charles is not the only one. (laughs) Interior, bedroom suite, hotel villa, dusk. Delia is working out on the cross-country ski simulator. Charles in t-shirt and shorts is on the exercise bicycle. (sighs) His family's in oil. Do I know the Exxons? Where are they from? Alaska, I think. I I forgot that Charles is on medication. (laughs) Well, if she loves him... They've only known each other for a few days. How long do we get to know each other before we got married? Yeah, but look what happens. Now we're getting divorced. We could have the wedding Friday. Friday? But that's the day of the opening. Exactly. Think of the publicity. Daughter of the best, the Deets Empire, marries Prince of Exxon. Hmm. It's a great idea. We could get the wedding straight after the surfing competition. Oh, boy. All right, Dakota, take us through. I went full method. We're we're skipping. Yes, beautiful. (laughs) We're skipping quite a bit. So, Dakota, take us through. 
What's happening next? Oh, here? Thank God. Oh, thank God we're skipping this. Okay. <laughs> so it's gala opening day. And because this movie couldn't be any worse, there's a surfing competition. <laughs> That's what this and whole thing is led up to. That was what this was pitched around was that it's like, hey, this is going to be like a 60s beach movie with a surfing competition. But it's like Tim Burton, German expressionism, fucking goth bullshit. To so. be fair, I honestly actually don't hate all of that, but I do hate this screenplay. So. I have nothing but complaints. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, there's a bunch of talking, and then finally there's some surfing, and then Beetlejuice surfs, and then Chemo surfs and does a great job, and Beetlejuice does a bunch of stupid, ridiculous clown shit, and it becomes like, you know, it's like a fucking whose dick is bigger kind of thing. Um, I wish it was that. <laughs> Beetlejuice then, takes um, out his big dick. <laughs> Against Jason Momoa. Yeah. All right, so they, you know, Beetlejuice wins as the as <laughs> the Texas guy, and uh, then it's back into the casino, and it's time for the wedding. Um, and <laughs> are we? God, there's so much the shit we're skipping. Thank God, but we are picking there's up at so the wedding much. here. Um, but yes, there's a bunch yeah, right, of bullshit. We're skipping a whole bunch of preamble at the wedding. Yeah, a bunch of preamble where they're introducing these other guys, like friends of Charles, who've shown up, like other kind of bigwig dudes. Um, and okay, that's fine. Is that enough? Can we pick up? Yeah, please. All right. Interior ballroom dusk. The ballroom has been set for a wedding with rows of seats, a center aisle, and flower arrangements. There are about 30 guests all standing in the front row. Charles, Delia, Yashimoto, Wayne, and Larry. All present. uh, Also present are four ushers, two camera crews, three photographers, uh, photographers, and Bohooga! In front of an inappropriate mural of Captain Cook being killed by the Hawaiians stands the minister, book open, reading the marriage desk. Uh, before him are Lydia and Beetlejuice. Into this holy estate these two persons present come to be joined. And if there be anyone here who maintains that this man and this woman should not be united in holy matrimony, Chemo bursts out of the congregation. It's a trick. He hypnotized her. Chemo hurries down the aisle. Beetlejuice raises an innocent eyebrow. Charles motions to Bohuga. Get him out! He's a warlock! Bahuga rushes at Kimo and grabs him. She's not in her right mind! Look at her! Bahuga manhandles him out the side door. The guests quiet down. Uh, how dare you? How dare War- you for fucking misreading that? What, the guests... Warlock indeed. Bahuga manhandles him out of a side door. The guests quiet and... Quieten down. Quiet yes. down. The guest quieten down. <laughs> quieten down. Close on Delia. Essential thing you cut there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warlock <laughs> indeed. May we continue with the service? So, continuing on, if there be anyone who maintains that this woman and... The main door slam open. Otho, wrapped in bandages in a wheelchair, barges in. He points accusingly at Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice nods at him. Close on Otho, his bandages fly up and wrap themselves around his face and mouth. His wheelchair goes over. Otho! What are you doing here? You should be in bed. They set his wheelchair upright. Otho's tongue grows out of his mouth and flaps against his chin. All these women get lines like this. Ugh. 
This man is sick. Take him back to the medical center. What's wrong with him? The ushers wheel him out, watched by the bewildered guests. Charles and Delia return to their places. I think it's drugs. Yeah, he's freebasing that fucking... (laughs) Crack rock. (laughs) I'm extremely sorry about these interruptions, minister? Uh, Let him speak now, or forever hold his penis. The minister looks round for a second as if expecting a hiatus. There is none, so he goes on. Monty Exxon, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife, to live forever in sickness and in health? Stop the wedding! He's already married! The minister drops the book. Beetlejuice turns and freezes in horror. Coming down the aisle is a beautiful woman, Gala, accompanied by a posse of extinct animals. This is the same woman seen earlier in the Garden of Eden. Oh, God damn it, Bob. Well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be Beetlejuice here. Am I, am I Texas Beetlejuice or am I regular Beetlejuice? Uh, dealer's choice. It's your broken character. <laughs> yeah, no, he's going to be <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Are, we, are you doing it again or well, no? I, I really heard some, like, uh, real <laughs> thought in there. Like, you were really torn up about this, this acting I was decision. looking over the lines, you assholes. Uh, I was trying to figure out uh, if it was going to work. definitely is breaking character. <laughs> okay. All right. God damn it, Bob! What are you doing here? I'm saving your neck! You signed a binding contract, you idiot! So what? I'll be mortal! For how long? Life is only rented! Do you want to spend eternity in the Grave Motel? Beetlejuice is crushed. He stares at his feet. Gala produces a lily flower and puts it to Lydia's lips. She drinks the nectar. I am Gala, the game warden, as well as being this poor boy's mother. And I'm telling you now, this mass genocide of plants and animals has got to stop. It's up to four species a day now. Four species a day are being extincted. How can you allow it? Everyone looks at her and the extinct animals, dumbfounded. Lydia wakens from the spell of the love potion. What is wrong with you people? For God's sake, for your own sake, have pity. Again, that's directed right at the audience. What is wrong with you? You paid money for this. Why did you want this? Uh, Gala and the extinct animals disappear. The guests are perplexed. How did she do that? Incredible. Was that your mother? It's one for the money. I don't get it. Two for the show. What's going on? Three to get ready. Oh my god! (laughs) And four, two. Beetlejuice's head suddenly grows as big as the wall. That's a very odd thing to write. (laughs) Go! The horrified guests make for the exits. I'm Jucifer, (laughs) destroyer of worlds, leave or perish. Is that how Michael Keaton would deliver the line, Zach? Oh, Michael Keaton wouldn't deliver that line because he would have already left the set by this point. <laughs> Screaming, the guests scramble out of the ballroom. Okay, so here's uh, I'm where... sorry, you, mis- you misread that. You misread that. Screaming, 
the audience watching this movie scramble out of the theater. <laughs> okay, so all right, so I'm going to do describe some this because the yeah, the, the shit is is hitting the fan now. So Dakota, describe what happens. All right, the shit hits the fan, and uh, Beetlejuice, you know, it goes full tilt boogie, and uh, everyone's running out, and the demon statuettes that Delia bought earlier in the movie that we skipped over come to life, and. Um, people playing slots are getting attacked by demon statues, like tiki demons. And, um, fucking Beetlejuice, uh, is like, <laughs> it's like sitting on the roof of the building as it's getting ripped apart. And then, like, out on, like, Rapa Nui Island, like, the Easter Island statues are, like, fucking coming to life. And, um, like, crawling out of the fucking ground so they can come to this island. And, uh, Kimo and Lydia find each other, and it's like, oh, you were hypnotized. No shit. And then, um, <laughs> fucking, what else happens here? Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, other dumb shit starts happening. Don't, like, dinosaurs and shit start crawling yeah, out of the yeah, ground? Like, yeah, dinosaur he, skeletons. Yeah, Beetlejuice is raising skeletons out of the ground of dinosaurs. But they're and, all dinosaur skeletons. Yeah, yeah, and also of, yeah, dinosaur skeletons and one Neanderthal skeleton. Very important. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Neanderthal skeleton, which this is important. And then um, Beetlejuice turns into a giant death's head moth, which I could see that being kind of cool, like the snake scene or maybe the, uh, you know, the, the sandworm. That I, I kind of like the visuals here, maybe. Uh, something nice to say. <laughs> um, before we go back to the shit. Actually, I kind of don't hate anything about the climax of this movie. Yeah, it's it, honestly, I that's what I wrote as well. Like a, a lot of like once the wedding is called off, like I'm kind of fine with all of that. I would be good. With honestly, that. I don't even hate most of the shit in like the netherworld. And I think the shit on the beach is terrible, but I probably would have grown up really liking it. Had yeah. this come out in the 90s. That's fair. Um, But all the dialogue is absolute shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's like pteranodon skeletons and like... Uh, Delia runs off and everyone's run off into the woods and Delia is like tending to a fire in the woods and here okay, we are. So here we are. Uh, oh, and also uh, there was a helicopter pilot that tried to like save a couple people like Lydia and Kimo got with on with a helicopter pilot. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they, so, got, they got helicoptered to the beach. Yes. All right. So picking up here, um, interior cave, dark day, the Neanderthal skeleton has captured Delia and brought her into this cave. The Neanderthal is tending a small fire. Delia is sitting as far away from him as possible. My god, am I re- am I going crazy? Can this really be happening? The Neanderthal gives her a dead partridge. What's this? <clears throat> he indicates the fire. Oh, you want me to cook it? She goes to the fire, but doesn't know what to do. Shouldn't we pluck it first? <laughs> I think you should know I'm not a very good cook, which we know is not canon, actually, but okay. <laughs> oh, you don't care, huh? Okay, one roast partridge coming up. She skewers the bird on a stick and puts it in the fire. He starts touching her dress. I hope you don't have anything else on your mind besides dinner. He strokes her hair. You're welcome to add sound effects here, Zach. <laughs> now, now, you sit there and I'll fix things in the kitchen. He pulls up her dress. Hey! <laughs> 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 he 
rips part of her dress off. Stop that! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I anyway, so obviously that scene was very important to include in here. Just That's so you did. definitely so obvious... making it in the 2020 edition of this movie. Well, no, yes. so obviously the, 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 the scriptwriter here was like, you know what? Let's just rip off fucking young Frankenstein. Let's just do that shit. It's been long enough. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, hey, it was the early 90s and rape jokes were in. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. We're All right, so we're we're gonna we're gonna catch you up to speed again. Uh, Charles and a bunch of other people are getting chased, and they find Delia um, mid assault, <laughs> and, and I guess rescue her. <laughs> the stage directions literally say the Neanderthal is trying to ravish Delia. <laughs> um, Charles rescues her. Of course, this is gonna lead to saving their relationship. Um. Beetlejuice is off. Uh, he's turned these cars into big robot wolves. <laughs> and um, he's like, decides he's going to do the big finale. And he tells all of the monsters that are like tearing up this fucking island that they need to like go take all of the tourists on the volcano and like fucking throw them in the volcano. And um, this reminds me of Hercules. Like this reminds me of like James Woods whistling for all of the titans and being like uh i will say is, though i am glad that this screenplay remembers that beetlejuice is the fucking villain yeah, yeah which is funny because a lot of descriptions of this screenplay like online say something along the lines of like beetlejuice saves the day or something like they have to call beetlejuice to save the day of the haunted hotel which is not the case no he once is, not the case. I mean, that's 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 the uh, inciting a- action, but uh, that is not what's happening. He he's like trying to fucking kill people. Yeah. Um. So they're trying to like. There's a bunch of villagers trying to do like a like appease the gods, and all this chaos is happening on the island, and the volcanoes like come to life, and like everything's going to shit. And Leah, Lydia, and Kimo are out on their surfboards, and she's doing her wave calling thing to save the day, white savior. And she, um, she fucking summons a tidal wave to wipe out the fucking hotel, which the, the all these monsters and shit have already destroyed. And so she takes out all of the monsters and everything, and everyone is saved, even though they got hit by a fucking tsunami. Everyone is fine. Um, and Beetlejuice is pissed, and he's like decides to fucking go chase after them um everyone is like getting washed around the island otho gets stuck in a palm tree by the strands of his fucking mummy bandages and beetlejuice decides he's gonna fucking like kill lydia and chemo and uh he turns into an eel how far ahead did you skip the the uh, I uh, almost I mean almost the rest of the thing that we we pick up again on yeah I'm like still scrolling I'm thinking we're okay yeah no, so no. beetlejuice yeah, yeah. So every Lydia's kind of saved the day, but they're still out on the beach. Kimo is trying to get to Lydia from the water. Lydia's on the beach. Beetlejuice like turns into a fucking giant electric eel, which I also kind of like that. Everything about this climax is kind of Hollywood and crazy, and I'm sort of into it. And then uh Beetlejuice like decides that since he can't have Lydia and he can't be immortal, he's just gonna fucking kill her. And um 
right as he's about to do it, <laughs> like the hanging from the tree Otho calls Beetlejuice three times and he fucking vanishes and Otho saves the day. And uh everything is fine and fucking uh are we are we at the ending? Yeah, is we're we're just the... about. We're gonna pick up right pretty much right yeah. after that. Led it, it it I believe it starts on the next day and they're like talking about like are they gonna get oh, insurance yeah, 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 yeah. for the okay, hotel? Okay, and then so Char- yeah, Charles realizes that he's insured, and so uh, yeah. he has this line about how he's not good at real estate, which is funny because he's like a real estate land developer, but okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, let's pick up at uh, Interior. Interior, Afterlife Supermarket. Beetlejuice appears in the supermarket. He is fed up. He walks toward the checkout, muttering and grumbling under his breath. Interior, Checkout, Afterlife Supermarket. Dave, Beetlejuice 2 going Hawaiian, is romancing a pretty Puerto Rican checkout girl, Juanita. He sees Beetlejuice. Hey, just in time. This is the guy I was telling you about. Beetlejuice looks at them with repulsion. He looks just like you. Yeah, where's Lydia? She's alive. Oh, great. Well, we were just leaving. We're gonna get married. Yes. My uncle is giving us a house in South Hades. They say it's a lot like San Diego. (laughs) Just some stage directions here. I know. I just had to get that laughter out first. (laughs) He claps him on the shoulder. Thanks. Nice to meet you. They leave. Beetlejuice is expressionless. I'll take over here for you. Uh, interior kitchen afterlife. Rita sitting at the kitchen table. Uh, she has been weeping. Sound of door opening. She looks up. It's Beetlejuice, the guy from the movie. He closes the door, takes off his jacket, and hangs it on the back of the door. You're late. He ignores her, crosses to the TV, and turns it on, switching to a channel showing a ball game. I thought you'd gone forever. Look at this jacket. She takes the jacket off the door. I know you're going to leave me. I'd better wash it. She starts removing things from the pockets, a including fucking a fucking weird beer. line. <laughs> she starts removing things from the pockets, including a beer bottle, putting them on the table. You won't leave me, will you? I don't even know how to fucking read this line. <laughs> Yes, I will. Why? You looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> he gets up, opens the fridge, and gets out a bottle of beer. He glances at Rita. Can I just stop for a minute? This is the point in the script at which I truly, my brain forgot what Beetlejuice, the character as famously portrayed by Michael Keaton, sounds and acts like. Reading these lines of Beetlejuice yeah, he's, saying, he's... yes, I will. He's Carl from fucking Aqua Teen now. Like. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, gets okay, he gets up, opens the fridge. She's silently weeping. You're always crying. It's a real bring down. <laughs> he resumes his seat and drinks from the beer bottle. You don't love me. Remember the zany family comedy? Where a burn victim says to another person, you don't love me. Do you remember that? That zany comedy. (laughs) Uh, Me and a million others, babe. 
He puts the bottle on the table behind him. Rita takes the jacket out into the washroom. He bends over and unlaces his shoes. He takes his shoes off. We're really going to walk through this whole thing. Um, then he reaches yeah. back over his head. He scratches his head. Um, he looks at his watch. Um, he takes the wrong bottle. He drinks. For a moment, little sparkles of light dance around his head. His face goes slack. Rita re-enters the kitchen. You really should get some new clothes. All your clothes are falling to pieces. Beetlejuice looks at her. The pupils of his eyes enlarge. You all right, hon? <sighs> Jeez, Rita. You are so beautiful. I am. Say, didn't you want to go to a club tonight? Exterior, Beatnik Beach, night. It's a beautiful night. Music, beach party, there's a fire on the beach surrounded by happy tourists, guests, and Hawaiians. A band is playing. People are dancing to jump in the line. Charles and Delia are sitting together in the sand. I would just like to say that if this tsunami wiped out the fucking hotel, what? That was probably concrete and steel. What is left? That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> but they're stoked about so it. Delia, Whatever's sorry. left, they're real happy. Hey. Right. What? Do you still love me? Yes. <laughs> I love you too. Does this mean the divorce is off? If you say so, Mr. Huge. Oh, uh, th- I think that's a reference to something we skipped earlier where they call him Good. Mr. Huge because of his giant penis. Good. No, because of his giant hotel. But yeah. I'm glad <laughs> right, we she skipped puts, that. She puts her arms around him. Good. kiss. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, Otho taps him on the shoulder. Uh, Charles. Charles looks round. Otho is draped in a blanket looking like he's just done... Ten rounds with Mike Tyson. We'll do another hotel, and you can design it, I promise. Really? But next time, we'll do it in Palm Springs. (laughs) What's going to happen to the island? Larry says the only thing it's good for is a nature reserve. Pan across beach, Mr. Maui's dancing with the beatniks, Hawaiian surfers, and the ancient Hawaiian ghosts. Exterior, another part of the beach, night, uh, a family of crabs skitter along the beach. The crabs, they 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 got it too. Um, nearby, Lydia and Kimo walking slowly along the seashore. All of this, everything that's happened, it's like a dream. It's like we've been sucked up into some great cosmic conflict. It's like a big piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Wow, if that isn't just the real summary of uh, Lydia's role in this film. (laughs) A poignant line, Lydia says, yes, period. Um, Was there really a Beetlejuice? Is there a moon? Is there a sky? Are there nightmares? They kiss. Okay. Um, and uh, the, it ends with they're in the club, Beetlejuice and Rita, and they dance again to that same song, right? To uh, yeah, they're the in a Harlem they're Shuffle. in a dead people club, and they dance to the Harlem Shuffle, and with all the demons and dead people, and it ends. And it ends. Thank so, God. Zach, what did you think of Beetlejuice Holy Goes Christ. Hawaiian? Like, what a fucking absolute missed the mark of, like, anything that made the first movie good. Like, 
just complete, complete misfire on all fronts. I will say, to give it credit where it's due, I think there is, in theory, a good concept here with, like, mixing Beetlejuice and Hawaii and, like, 1950s, 60s, like, beach surfer movies. I just don't think this script is that. Oh, God. Like we said, Beetlejuice is only in the first one for 15 minutes and makes the most of it. Like, yeah, no, I I truly think, okay, like, to be realistic for a second, Beetlejuice shouldn't show up until Lydia leaves to go find him. Like, we should not see Beetlejuice, and we need to condense all of that shit in the first act of, like, oh, all this bullshit on the island. And when we finally go take off, all the weirdness finally clicks into place. We let Beetlejuice have his weird little scene on the beach, and we have like and we have Beetlejuice do all the crazy bullshit at the end with the wedding and we don't fuck with anything else. Yeah. <laughs> cut him from every other scene cuz it doesn't make sense to have him. Uh cut Charles because of Jeffrey Jones. Just give everything that Charles does to Delia. Uh Otho is sadly dead. So maybe give Delia like a sister and cast like Angelica Houston or something or an okay. interior designer she works with. And fill the Otho role with this new female character because we're going to make uh, we're going to take uh, what's her face? We're going to take Winona Ryder uh, you know she's in her what 40s now so maybe she has a kid we completely maybe cut the fucking narrative with the romance or maybe we give it to her daughter and we let Winona Ryder be an be an old lesbian who's come to visit her, her widowed stepmother that she finally has a semi-positive relationship with like there's ways this could work recognize recognize the strength that the internet has finally recognized with uh Catherine O'Hara thanks to like Shit's Creek and recognize mm-hmm. what a good character you have with Delia and like fucking take off with it and let her be a reluctant or a, a, at least an aloof villain who doesn't isn't aware of how problematic and difficult she is yeah i i think you're absolutely onto something i i don't know what else you could fix this is I think a lot the of idea issues. of the Dietzes building a hotel in Hawaii and it being like some ridiculous Delia nightmare gothic fantasy in the middle of like a Hawaiian landscape is visually really interesting. I just Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, you know, maybe you maybe you have repeated phone calls for for Lydia. She keeps calling back home to Connecticut, and we just like CGI. <laughs> Tron legacy their faces to be younger. But yeah. Adam is just doing a Donald Trump impression the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, jokes aside, I do, I am concerned of like, could Alec Baldwin even be Adam Maitland anymore? Because Alec Baldwin is just Alec Baldwin in every fucking role now. No, I know. I mean, I mean, I don't think a- there's really anything particularly special about Adam Maitland. It is pretty much just like a meeker Alec Baldwin. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, he's so locked into just being Alec Baldwin from 30 rock now that I'm like, I don't know if he could rein it in to be Adam again. That's true. I mean, you yeah, know, they've, no, they've I had agree. like 30 something years to be in that house being ghosts. I don't know. I feel like not true. You obviously, you can't cast the two of them looking the way they do and have them still be the ghosts from 30 years ago because they've aged 30 years. And they're both, uh, they've both put on, I, I don't know that Gina Davis is actually gay. She was in The Exorcist. But Alec Baldwin is not, does not even look like the same human. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Fair so, enough. so are we saying are we saying erase all the romance? Because generally, like I think the probably this film's biggest issue is a love triangle between like eighteen year old Lydia and Beetlejuice and this stranger, this Hawaiian stranger. Um, I think that's by far the biggest problem that this movie has is all no, of the I energy agree. that I it devotes you, to I that. If anything, when you're doing your exposition dump to explain Lydia's new powers, because I, or, yeah, maybe you just explain away, Do we like, keep those? Do we keep Lydia the, controls the water? I don't know. It's a convenient way to wrap up all the monsters. Like, like, is there, it is, but like, uh, isn't, and like isn't we there, said, the, is, the climax of the movie doesn't actually suck. Isn't there a more, like, thematic way to incorporate... Uh, okay, so let, think of it this way. All right, so we're doing old Winona Ryder, or, like, middle-aged Winona Ryder. Like, she's fine. Um, uh, and she has possibly, like, just resented the fact that she can see dead people her whole life, and she's pushed it down. And maybe it's that specifically. There's no new power. It's just that established from the first movie that she has repressed her entire adulthood. Um, and she has to now embrace that fully, um, embrace her strange and unusual side of her to, like, save the day. But don't you think that's kind of, like, boring since the whole, like, her whole character arc in the first movie is that she, like, comes out of her depression? Which they kind of leave her in in this. Yeah. Yeah, they do kind of and, leave like, her in that. And, like, and embraces um, the fact that she lives with ghosts and dances to Harry Belafonte with them. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing about it is it's it's not that she's, she it's not that she would be depressed as an adult, as a adult middle-aged Winona Ryder in this. It's that she would be, like, suburban. And that she has, like, abandoned the weirdness. She's like, I don't take photos anymore. Like, Maybe. you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wear pastels now. Like, I, I don't, like, I, that's not me anymore. And as such, I guess my, my rejects... thing for this movie is that the three essential cast members are Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, and Catherine O'Hara. I mean, yeah. So I guess it's figuring out the, her dynamic with Delia. Which I think matters more, and I think 2020 audience wants to see, like, women with good dialogue and good things to do, and this movie yeah. d hates women. Well, I, I would take that point, and I would raise you so <sighs> in response, so. <laughs> this movie doesn't under this, this Jonathan Gems has never spoken to a woman before. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. I get that entirely. Uh, Having now played every single female character in this movie, I can say with authority. <laughs> <laughs> You're really the authority on Jonathan Jem's female characters right now. I don't think there's anyone more experienced than you currently, yeah. presently. So, yeah. um, okay, so we need to fix this movie. Uh, by God, we need to fix this movie and fast. All right, so, uh, all right, H how the hell do we fix this thing? First and foremost... Do we think there needs to be more music and dancing in this movie? Are you are you suggesting like um, it's just Mamma Mia, but it's it's with Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder? Yes, yes, yes. Well, Precisely I mean, it could be that. worse than what we read. No, are you thinking that? Are you just trying to get the Beetlejuice musical turned into a movie? No. Well, I do hate that idea more than what we read. Because... No. I... Why I would hate... I want that? 
I hate that idea so much more than Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, but I know I'm in the minority. Here's the thing. What if they just took this script and just adapted it for the stage a la Cursed Child? Oh, God. So here's the thing. And they made it a two-night <laughs> event. You got to buy two different tickets to go to it. You got to go have dinner in between Act 1, one and 2. One fix that I would have is I would make Otho... Um, I would make him similar to the character from uh, the 1988 film Beetlejuice uh, named Otho is what I would do <laughs> and not make him. Yeah. And not make him. Yeah. I would make him. Um, I fell on my bum bum, man. Yeah. No. Take advantage of the uh, the dry gay humor. That exactly. is Otho. Mm. Not another one of your dreary suicide yeah, like, attempts. Otho's an icon in the first fucking movie. And only and and similar to Beetlejuice, only has oh, a few like, scenes. Oh, like literally, Otho. I'm I'm not kidding. Like Otho and Delia turn out half, like more than half of the funny lines in that movie, and like definitely some of the most quotable moments. Yes, very true. Oh look, an indoor outhouse. Yeah, like just uh, so good. And so I think they really did Otho dirty in the script. So I would definitely want to try to remedy that. Um. And definitely I, not I, make it a I don't disagree with that. And, Un- and not make it a musical. I mean, I agree with that, but also the the actor is, has passed. True. So you're saying that when you replace but him I think, with I think uh, Josh Gad, that that wouldn't it wouldn't do the same for you? I hate Josh. You Gad. know they would replace him whoa, with Josh Gad. You fucking whoa. know they would. <laughs> they would. They would. <laughs> I mean, Josh Gad. He would basically just be LeFou. I mean, yeah, yeah basically. Okay, here's my here's here's an idea I've got. All right, so uh, picture this, gentlemen. Um, uh, it's the surfing competition. You know, the apex of the film, the big conflict, the climax of the movie. I would say the the surfing competition. Beetlejuice wins. He surfs onto the shore. You know, steps up. He's about to uh, claim his prize, and you hear a voice from off screen. So, aren't you forgetting about one more competitor? And you turn, and it's Tito from Rocket Power. Um, He's fully animated, 2D. Uh, It's like Roger Rabbit. And he becomes the new villain of the film. And uh, Beetlejuice has to defeat him. Honestly, okay. I, to like, like, haha, funny joke. Um, <laughs> not a joke. So, like, for for just a second, yes. Uh, Zach, can I like, talk to you over here for a second? Uh, yes, actually, that's perfect. Uh, I, let's not invite Dakota on the show again. Uh, well, actually, I was thinking quite the opposite. I was thinking that after that terrible rocket power reference, that Dakota and I are just going to host the show from now on, and your oh, service no. is no longer needed. Oh no, please, Zach! I'll do anything. I'll suck your dick. No, no. So anyway, Dakota, you were saying <laughs> so. Like, okay, but. If we cut the romance from the story, we don't have to have another wedding sequence. And maybe Beetlejuice just has to do something, like, heroic to become a human. So he just has to win, like, a competition. Like a surfing competition. And then we get to cut an entire fucking scene out of this movie. And we can have this stupid surfing thing. And we can play, like, the stupid, like, 60s music, like, for the whole thing. And then it devolves into the big fucking like tiki climax. I, I get, I get, I get what movie. you're saying in terms of like, 
I do still think the he what his plan goes to shit, and then he's like, okay, fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking murder everybody. I do think that that's yeah, the way like to he go. doesn't. He would then not win with all his supernatural like assistance. Kimo still outsurfs him. He doesn't win. He can't fucking become a human again, and now he's mad. Yes, maybe I think that would be a better option. <laughs> Oh man, I I just I, I I am I biased to say that it's just like I just don't find surfing compelling at all. God, I don't. I don't either. But I mean, like, I get you know, you have a Hawaiian movie. Like, I understand functionally why it's there. I hate it, but I get it. Do they say aloha once in this movie? I mean, we skipped a lot of the script. Um. <laughs> Some One of thing us I was going to say is I think it should be like internet law that like the story of this unmade film needs to be forever changed because, you know, like Dakota mentioned and, and reading through some of these articles describing this like, oh, this is a crazy story. It's it's all kind of being presented as, oh, it was it was right on the the tails of it. It was absolutely going to be in production. And then fucking Batman Returns had to happen, and oh, we missed it. I think it should be framed instead like, oh, we were on a fucking racetrack path right to hell, and thank God Batman, Batman Returns, Returns came in up. and saved the day. Yes, and saved Batman the goddamn saved day. the day. <laughs> and we all dodged a collective bullet to Batman's parents, because holy fuck, if they had made this movie, it would have absolutely shit all over the legacy. It would have the reputation of Beetlejuice. And Tim Burton, for that matter. It's just imagine, like, a 10-second clip of, like, uh, the bat plane dropping the only copy of this script into the volcano on Bukaki Island. And then it's just, like, that video of the the, the gif of George Clooney in the bat suit, like, doing a thumbs up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, fellas, I don't have a solution for this movie. This was really painful, and I didn't like it at all. This was like a book report that never ended. (laughs) It did. We that was 127 pages. Uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This that, is a two-hour movie. <laughs> that's a great point, uh, Dakota. If if people want to actually read this because they're like sadists or whatever, uh, where where can they find this oh, full yeah, okay. ass script um, and stuff? So I found this. I literally okay. I got out of the haunted house and I was like on a Beetlejuice high uh, at Universal Studios the other like a couple weeks ago, and I was like. I wonder, because it's not a secret that unproduced scripts are kind of easy to find. Like, once they've officially been trashed and the studios don't want them, they just end up on the internet. Uh, This one, however, was posted by the Table Reads podcast. And I guess the host of that show has a lot of connections in Hollywood. And they have it hosted on their website. You can read it for free. Um, It's a bunch of other places. Uh, It's it's just kind of spread like wildfire. They, They did an actual, like I think, like an eight episode table read of the entire screenplay they didn't cut any scenes uh i have not listened i cannot speak to uh that but you know uh to give credit where it's due you know you can go check that out i challenge their uh I'm sure they... their cowboy curtis doug dimodome fucking voice to mine i challenge them on yeah that. yeah i'm i'm that's the only scene yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear now like oh yeah Here's well did thing. your Here's beetlejuice also play charles have. 
ours is more valuable because it wasn't four years ago and we managed to get through the whole fucker in like two hours and it took them eight hours to that's read true this entire there you thing. go yeah so fuck dare, them. dare you great. to, to so, listen to that whole thing yeah um okay so and then you'd have to read the you'd have to experience this whole movie for eight hours that's yeah, right yeah that. The, yeah this is just like you watch the actual movie but worse um so all right so wow what a journey we've been on together uh gentlemen oh i don't know that we've necessarily fixed beetlejuice goes hawaiian but is it fixable it may not be we may may need to table that for another time but uh in the meantime dakota is there anything you would like to plug my dear boy um yeah uh so i don't know when you're posting this episode and i take ten thousand years to edit my show but you can check out the horror nights gauntlet over on cathode coaster my youtube channel and uh i am slowly but surely reviewing 142 of universal orlando's halloween horror nights haunted houses first episode is up by the time this is posted the second one should be and uh i've got a couple more in the can that just need to get edited so uh yeah Excellent. Zach, anything you want to plug today? Uh, other than my butt, um, <laughs> Brain Buster Video, if you look that up on Instagram, uh, we're releasing some uh, VHS covers and a novelty tape inside <laughs> that definitely isn't a bootleg of the movie that is described on the label. So if you want to wow. go on Instagram well, and see some of these, legal. see some of these art pieces for sale, uh, look on Instagram for uh, Brainbuster Video, or you, uh, go to fullygimmick.com. And for any of the locals, you'll be at a convention next month, right? Well, again, I didn't want to box you in because I don't know when this is being uh, edited and posted, but uh, yeah, if it's somewhere around December, uh, there's a, a Spooky Empire pop up, uh, like baby convention. And so uh, She-Wolf Media will be there, and they will be selling all kinds of amazing shit, including pop culture Ouija boards and a bunch of other awesome stuff. And I will be mooching off of that with my own little uh, Brain Buster video uh, setup. And so I'll be slinging some art pieces that have a novelty tape in them uh, for anybody. And, and actually some, some real tapes, too. I got a lot of real weird shit that I'm bringing. So if you want to show up and... Uh, He's got the tape from The Ring. Yeah, that's right. He's I, got it. Should it should be. It, it should be. But no, instead it's a weird... Um, before 9-11, 9-11 made-for-TV movie that stars young George Clooney and Fran Drescher and shit like oh that. Oh my. He's got that snuff movie channel from Videodrome. Oh, yes, perfect. But, you, but I have, you, you have to get that yourself. You have to reach into my chest and then you can pull it out yourself. And don't yeah. pull out yeah. the pipe bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so if you want to show up, and it is, yeah. So if you want to show up and spit in Zach's mouth at a convention, uh, now is the time to do it. Um, so, and and in terms of us, Frightful Failures, um, uh, you can always find us on SoundCloud or your favorite podcasting app, uh, iTunes or Stitcher. If you laughed at least once, you owe us a like, ladies and gentlemen. You got to tell somebody in your life about this show. Send them an episode. Uh, maybe not this one. Uh, make them... <laughs> <laughs> make them hate themselves um so uh, dakota thank you very much sir for putting us through this gauntlet that's your thing now i guess uh so uh yeah thank you for suffering on my behalf yeah um yeah, 
we we suffer so beautifully here. I found here. this fucking beast, and I had to in I had to take someone else on this journey with me. Well, thank you. We'll we'll always venture to hell with you as long as it's of the uh, the cinematic uh, variety uh, or or I guess theme parks. But nevertheless, uh, for all of our listening uh, audiences, we thank you for supporting frightful failures. Uh, on behalf of Tianganyol, I am Zach Romero. Uh, thank you for listening and continue circulating the tapes.